With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The National Archives says 5,400 Biden emails where he's using fake names. And according to a lawsuit, he's using these to engage in illicit business dealings with his son, Hunter. We've known about some of these aliases for quite a while now, and they were through government addresses. I think this shows at this point, I, I, it's, it's almost pointless to even bring up because we all know Joe Biden was doing this. We all know he was influence peddling. We all, we all know Hunter Biden was engaged in business dealings overseas. We all know that Donald Trump was trying to expose this and for that they impeached him. But I guess with this new information coming out and Nara saying that they can't just release these records quite yet. We should at least address the news. We'll talk about that. Plus, one of my favorite stories of the day, Rachel Maddow says that Donald Trump, if he wins, will probably be president for life. And she's not wrong because Donald Trump is nearly the uh, average life expectancy. So for life means probably one more term. Let's be real. I, I, I wish the president uh, uh, best of health. But no, she literally means they'll be president like 100 years old because these people live in a crazy crackpot reality where Russia could turn off your electricity in the middle of winter and you'll die. So we'll talk about that. And then this very viral story, 12 year old boy had a Gadsden flag patch. And so his school removed him saying that the Gadsden flag is associated with slavery. So mm, you can't have it. We'll be getting into those stories before we do, my friends. Head over to TimCast.com. Click join us. Join us as a member at TimCast.com. Join at TimCast.com. To, to support us directly, but also to check out the members-only uncensored show that we put up Monday through Thursday at 10 p.m. As a member, you'll get access to these segments, a massive library of all our past segments, and you can submit questions and even call in to talk to us live on the uncensored show. You got to sign up for at least six months or sign up at the $25 per month level. It's kind of a screener we do to make sure that we're not getting crackpots and weirdos trying to come in and just cause us problems, but it is available to you. So please consider signing up and joining us. But also, if you go to TimCast.com, you can click TimCast IRL X Miami. If you want to watch me and Luke Rutkowski host a show with Patrick Bet David, Donald Trump Jr., and Matt Gates, get your tickets now. We've sold, I think, about 130 or so of 800. And this just launched last week. So we're probably looking at another week or so of uh, availability. The first event we did had only around, I think, like 100 to 200 tickets. And we saw those about a day or two. So it looks like we're tracking comparably at the at this rate of sales. We did a bigger venue. And uh, hopefully we will see you all there. It should be fun. There's going to be a pre-show and there's going to be an after show with Q&A and all that stuff. It's going to be awesome. Real excited. This will be October 6th. Go to TimCast.com. Pick up your tickets now. Also, don't forget to smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show right now, wherever you can. If you really do want to help, word of mouth really helps podcasts grow. You can follow the show at TimCastIRL. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more is Nick Sorter. How you doing, Tim? You want to grab your microphone? I uh, should grab my microphone, yeah. Microphone would help. So. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, I'm an independent journalist. I am uh, somebody that covers stories that y you don't really see in the mainstream media. Uh, it seems like a lot of them have a, a, a you know, a narrative. Maybe they're that they're pushing based on, you know, another entity or political agenda. This political agenda, and so 
you know, basically I go to places like East Palestine, Ohio. I was in Maui last week uh, covering the fires out there because, you know, uh, somebody uh, somebody has to hold the government accountable here because, uh, you know, it seems like for years and years there was you have all these corporate media outlets and you didn't hear a lot of these stories. And this stuff isn't new when it comes to government cover ups and stuff. But you hear the inverse, actually, they protect them. They protect them. Yeah. Absolutely, they protect them. So I, I'm glad that we finally have a platform, you know, such as X, that, you know, we can kind of broadcast this stuff out to. And, uh, and you know, it, it scares these government officials. So, and we're going to keep on with that. Right on. Well, we'll uh, we'll definitely jump into the Hawaii stuff. So thanks for hanging out. Should be a blast. Absolutely. We got Hannah Claire hanging out. Hey, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. It's the best news site of all time, in my personal opinion. Ian's here too. Hi, everyone. Ian Cross, and I'm back. We finished the music video this last weekend. It was incredible. And uh, I'm looking forward to tonight's show as well. I've been listening on the road a little bit. You guys holding down the fort while I'm gone. To the best weekend. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, Libby was Ian yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good show, man. Spike Cohen sounds like me. I was like, why? It sounds like I'm talking right now. It was Spike. He's just got a lot more information about economics. Yeah. And uh, we got Callan pressing the buttons. That's right. Uh, I'm pushing buttons this week while Serge is in uh, sunny Miami getting everything ready for that awesome event. So uh, let's get started, guys. Here's the story from the New York Post. National Archives has 5,400 Biden emails in which he uses fake names to dish government info to Hunter and others as VP. That's a general idea. He is engaging in illicit business dealings by giving private information to his son, who then acts as his proxy. And now we're hearing, this is the breaking news from today, the National Archive, quote, drags its heels on the release of these records related to Biden's pseudonyms after a 2022 FOIA request. They say, from the post millennial, the National Archives and Records Administration revealed on Monday that it is in possession of around 5,400 documents, this we know. The group's request... This is Southeastern Legal Foundation, sought emails related to the accounts of J.R.B. Ware, Robin Ware, and Robert L. Peters, pseudonyms that Biden was known to use during his time as vice president. The foundation filed on Monday against NARA for the release of the records, claiming that these records may show that Biden forwarded government information and discussed government business with Hunter Biden as well as others. I think the uh, general idea is he did do that, and there are emails in which Hunter Biden is cc'd where government information is being given out. Quote, all too often, public officials abuse their power by using it for their personal or political benefit. When they do, many seek to hide it. The only way to preserve government governmental integrity is for NARA to release Biden's nearly 5,400 5, emails to SLF and thus the public. The American people deserve to know what is in them, said Kimberly Herman, SLF general counsel. OK, they're accusing NARA of dragging its heels saying that they can't just release them right yet, uh, right, right uh, as of yet. But um, I got I got to be honest, you know, while this is it should be really big news. We right, we had the Victor Shokin story come out last week. He gives an interview. He actually says, yes, I was fired because of the Bidens asked. Do you think they were getting bribes? Like, yes, I do. He also has a sworn. This is the prosecutor. And you can also also has a sworn affidavit saying he was fired because of Joe Biden. Now we know you've got these records potential strong evidence that Biden was doing exactly what he thought he was doing. And at a certain point, is it just like shrug, I guess? What do we do? Well, this is no surprise to Nora either, okay? Because, I mean, they've had this for years. Keep in mind, Joe Biden was vice president up until, you know, early 2017, January 2017. And 
you know, you have to think that NARA was the organization that ended up pursuing Donald Trump over the quote unquote classified documents scandal. And, you know, so it's not like plenty of time hasn't elapsed for NARA to come out and and, and kind of raise a flag over this. If they are the presidential record keepers, how come they didn't come out with this back in 2017 or, let's, or let's, earlier? Let's just add them to the list of corrupt government entities that are lying and manipulating the American public for the benefit of the Democratic Party. Right. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have assumed they were corrupt. I don't think anyone thinks about them that much. But this is the or time. Or heard of them. Or have heard of them. That's exactly right. When, when uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid happened, I'm sure everyone was like Googling this organization saying, what do they do again? But it's important. And you can see now where you get these organizations that kind of operate in the background and get get to be corrupt over time because no one knows to keep them accountable. I mean, that is one of the downsides of having such a massive government, right? We can't look at every place all the time at all at once. It's so wild to pull back the curtain and see how corrupt this government that we have, that we've been a part of living off of for, for me, 44 years is like, how do we deal with that now? Now it's like, it's this global resolve. Now we have to decide how are we going to deal with the fact that so many leaders and processes in our system that we benefit from are corrupted. Yeah. How do we do it? Because we can't just make it end, then we all die. That's the end. You know, you don't well, end it. You have to do something. I, and I, do you start arresting them one by? It's never happened. But like, what do we do? It's never happened until Trump. Okay, and it's okay. happening in front of everyone in, on Earth. Compromise. Maybe we don't arrest them. We send them to Alaska. I think that was Vivek's plan, right? I feel like Alaska doesn't deserve that, you know? They, they're, they're doing nothing wrong. That is true. That, they that have enough mean, geographical challenges. They don't have all the sunlight. I have, to, I have to be honest. If I worked, like if I was working for the government, they were like, you're being reassigned to Alaska. I'd be like, cool. That sounds yeah. awesome. Right. You're like, go fishing and polar I, bears and waterfalls, whatever. You're, you're just like, far enough away. But no, I think this, that wasn't Vivek's plan. Like reassign the FBI and just spread them all over into weird places. Yeah, he wants to move into the uh, army, the marshals, the U.S. marshals, and uh, two other organizations within the government. I, th- I, th- I, I, I agree with you, Ian. And that's kind of the point I'm getting to with this story. You know, I read this the other day, and I read today that they're dragging their heels or whatever. They're not going to release this. And I'm just like, how do I feel enthusiastic or shocked by this news to the point where I'm just like, Heavens me, I must inform the people. Mm -hmm. I'm more like, well, yeah, what else is new? I think that's playing to Joe Biden's uh, advantage, right? The fact that we all know they're corrupt. So we're like, this is interesting information that we all already feel like we knew. There's no shock. It's just adding to the pile here. Right. You know, it's like... We're, we're, we're coming to the point where you have James Comer, who is the, the House Oversight Committee chair, mm-hmm. that keeps coming out with more and more and more information. But it's like, OK, yep, just uh, it, it's. Well, and Biden on the on the campaign trail in 2019 said, you know, there's there was no hint of scandal when when I was in the White House. And I specifically never asked my because son or brother about their business dealings, which is interesting because, number one, I feel like that's sort of unrealistic. You're you're his father and you never ask him anything no, about Robert his job. L. Peters asked. It wasn't. Uh, it oh, wasn't that's Joe true. Biden. I yeah. forgot. It's going to be uh, funny that there's like a guy appears on stage who looks kind of like Biden and his name is Robert Peters. Like, he's <laughs> like, I swear it wasn't me. A real person. Uh, well, no. you, you know, the Biden by Dan conspiracy. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. 
Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. I've ra- vaguely heard of him. You've never seen the Biden by Dan? No. Oh, come I'm, on. I'm Are you guys, you guys, Sorry, guys, Tim, you're better you, at being on the internet than the rest of us. <laughs> I apparently am because it's one of the funniest conspiracy theories ever. Let me, Is this uh, the body double one? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, here you go. So I, do I don't know. Is this the earlobe thing? This? Yeah, the earlobe yeah. thing where it looks okay, like he's got okay. a mask on. I didn't know it had a formal wow. name. <laughs> Biden, Biden. Biden. He did go through a nasty transformation. <laughs> he got a bunch of plastic surgery, dude. It's a dude. facelift, right? That's what we More all... than that. At Look least. at his nose. He got, he got a bunch of work done. I miss the old Biden. That old curmudgeon on the left. The one that hated crack cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, people have asked me, like, how, hey, Nick, how, has, how did Joe Biden's earlobe become attached all of a sudden when it was, it was unattached? Facelift. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, it, he got pla- I, uh, I think look, it's facelift. First, it's really funny when that video, that the photo came out where it was like Hillary Clinton goes to a thing, you know, an event, and everyone's like, that does not look like Hillary Clinton. It kind of did, but didn't. Mm-hmm. And then the corporate press was like, conspiracy theorists think there's a body double. Yo, they all have body doubles. For sure. Why not? Fact. They all do. It is like basic security protocol to have a body double. Not even like, like, dude, in movies, actors have stunt doubles. You think that world leaders who are fearing for their safety as they travel abroad and go out in public don't have body doubles. Now, I'm not saying Biden by Dan or whatever is or isn't. I'm just saying that we can agree on. They do. And it's absurd to think they don't. As to whether or not they replaced Joe Biden with another guy named by Dan, I think is ridiculous. And I think there's a much simpler solution. All you got to do is look at a picture of Madonna before and after and be like, how did Madonna's face get so swollen? Mm-hmm. How did how did her lips get so big? How did her nose get so small? It's like, well, dude, she's getting plastic surgery. Do you want, yeah. remember when Kamala dropped out of the race and then kind of went dark for a minute and then she came back to do some TV interview and she had clearly had a, full, a facelift and no. that's when everyone was like, oh, she's going to be VP because she just went and got this work done. Is that of, why she was going to become VP? Are we 100% I don't think that's sure why that? she's going to be VP. I think that was the <laughs> com- confirmation she had been asked to be um, VP. I, look, wow. I love conspiracy theories. Because it just for a moment allows you to escape reality and imagine you're in an action movie. Unfortunately, people, I got to tell you, life is actually much more boring and routine than that. And it's 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 just never as crazy as you Dude, think. That's, but is it, yeah. though, because all these conspiracy theories that we keep hearing about, you know, with COVID and such, it, it, it you know, everybody whoa, whoa, that was called a conspiracy well, theory. No, 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 no. Like, I, th- those are the those are like I think those are the conspiracy theories people joke about. Those are the cons- like when you talk about Wuhan lab, for instance, that's because someone went, hey, a virus emerged in a city with his with his lab where they're doing coronavirus research. And then the media called you a conspiracy theorist, even though your hypothesis is based in reality and quite likely very probable. I'm talking about Joe Biden being replaced. Look at this one. I love this. I'm talking about the hilarious conspiracy theories like Joe Biden being replaced by a body double named by Dan. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know it. It's because Trump called him by Dan. That's where the name comes from. Trump said, uh, I have confidence that Chairman Kim will keep his promise to me and also smiled when he called Swamp Man Joe Biden a low IQ individual. So now people are saying they're different people. Look, it's it's really do got a facelift. No, well, he got a bunch of plastic surgery. Look at his hair. 
Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, they do it. I don't know. Or fine, whatever. You, you, C-SPAN said he's a different guy. He looks different. Fine, whatever. Believe whatever you want. I, I was, were you going to say something? Oh, I was going to say, there was a whole period during the beginning part of his pre- presidency where he would go to Delaware on the weekends and he'd wear his big aviators and a mask and he and Joe would be out like doing whatever they're supposed to be doing and they wouldn't hold hands. And that's when I was like, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a body double because if you are extremely worried about the oldest president in the u.s potentially contracting you know a virus maybe you wouldn't want him to send send him to crowded places like there is a version of this where i could see a spin that would make sense i don't actually know that it wasn't him it just seemed like a plausible explanation that uh, our sweet sweet white house press secretary might offer at some point i thought it was you brought up covid that's fascinating i was just thinking that when you talk about people think that life is like a movie and it's going to be as exciting as a movie dude we had a bioweapon leak Everyone thought it was going to be like the stand, that Stephen King movie, or leak or release. Well, no one knows. Well, but. Hold on, hold on. we'll slow down a little bit and say bioweapon, conjecture, perhaps gain of function research. Simply put, yeah, most likely. yeah. Whether or not they were weaponizing it, I don't know how. What terminology? Essentially, they a lab uh, virus is being worked on. It got out. People were expecting it to be like bloody faces. People, the, the hospitals would be overloaded, so they overreacted. They were like mandates, shut down, this and that. Hospitals got wh- whacked a little bit, but we per- we persisted because it's real life. The human body is meant to persist. We're now it's, living with COVID. Mm-hmm. It's part of our environment now. It's part like the flu, the influenza. Like yeah, it's endemic. It's, it's okay. now it's with us forever. It will be with us unless, and it will always be mutating with us. There's no need to panic anymore. Now we're I, living with it. I think is there a, is there a phrase to describe uh, the belief that things are like movies you know what i mean uh so uh, elon musk says that the most entertaining outcome is the most likely and it seems like that makes more and more sense as time goes on i i so. think it's a funny joke but i don't think it's true i think the I, I think the, it. the most routine outcome the most boring actually tends to be the, the 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 simplest and people want it to be the most entertaining outcome they say that because there's been a handful of instances where we've laughed about what's going on but uh at, you know back to what you're saying about uh, covid People watch movies, then think this is how things are, and then expect real life to be that way. Like the sound of guns, for instance. I love the sound of punches in movies. It's almost like a little miniature explosion. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, yeah. that does not sound like that at all. And guns don't sound like that. And especially, like, one, one easy and simple example is, like, in uh, Netflix, for instance. This woman has, a, it's the new episode of Black Mirror. And she has an AI uh, making a story out of her life by predicting all of her behaviors. And she goes to her lawyer and the lawyer's like, I'm sorry, the contract is ironclad. There's nothing you can do. And then people think that's true. People think that if you sign a contract with someone, the judge is going to go, well, you signed it. No, the judge is going to be like, what were the terms and why why are they written? Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes no sense. Contract's dissolved. Judge can literally just tear it up in court and be like, it means nothing to me. The movie stuff is not real. But I, I was asking, I'm wondering, is there a way, is there a phrase for describing this, uh, uh, what would you call it, a bias? Movie bias? Maybe. It's like The, the belief that the... things uh, are uh, fictionalized when in real life they're actually much more boring? The, the closest thing, what you're saying is making me think of is uh, the idea that after the movie The Truman Show came out, people started saying, I feel like that's happening to right. me. And that's sort of... It's I, it's not an actual term, the but effect. the Truman effect is mm. sort of what I feel like you're describing in some respects because people feel like they they consume so much media that in some ways they start transplanting the concepts or the bounds of that reality into their own life. But the the, the thing about the Truman effect is that it's actually just a renaming of gang stalking. Mm. Do you guys know what gang stalking is? There's mm. a, a, a people who suffer from psychological delusions. One of them, I don't know what it's called, 
but they believe they're being stalked and followed by everybody. And so they'll be walking down the street and someone will look at them and they'll go, ha ha. And they'll be like, you're following me. And then they'll look at a car and they'll see someone in the car look at them. It's like, well, yeah, when you look at someone's face, they'll look at you and be like, why are they looking at me? But then the person who's delusional thinks that everyone is stalking yeah, them. Yeah, the paranoia. You take that already in existence, create the Truman Show, then people who are predisposed to have these kind of gang stalking delusions now think, I'm in the Truman Show. They're all filming me. That explains I think it. that term could be cinephasm. If your belief that uh, reality is like a movie. Is that what it's called? Well, or did you make that up? I just made that up. That's the cinna being from cin cinema. And then phasm meaning, what is it? It's Greek for meaning like uh, light and extreme belief or something. Phasma, apparition, phantom. So it's like ah. this belief, this like false belief in the reality of a film. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like it's a bias or something. Like it's a, it's, it's a fiction, a script bias or something where... People believe that real life will play out like movies or that the movie scenario is the more likely scenario when really the most boring scenario tends to be like the most routine, I, I guess. Yeah, the it's, one it's, of it's least actually, resistance. It's, it's in line with Occam's razor. The simple solution tends to be the correct one. And so, or, or how about when you hear hooves, think horses, not zebras. Mm -hmm. But people will get in there and change it so like water flowing down a mountain, it'll take the path of least resistance. So so do so too does reality, but people will get in there and create little blocks and dams of like, well, I'm the one in control, so you have to be here on this day. And all of a sudden, least resistance has a new definition when people tweak the system. Well, let's jump to this story. Speaking of people who are suffering serious delusions, Rachel Maddow worries Trump will probably will be probably president for life if he wins in 2024. MSNBC host notes that in the current political movement, far-right politics is coinciding with far-right violence. It's a lie. They just have to say it. I, I, I have to wonder, you know, there are a lot of evil people out there. Like, you know, what, what's going on in, uh, how do you pronounce it, Xinjiang, Xinjiang in, uh, with, the, with the Uyghur Muslim camps? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's evil stuff, right? The forced abortions, like nightmarishly evil. Rachel Maddow is a kind of evil, you know, but I wouldn't put her anywhere near like genocide level, but pretty evil in that. She goes on her show and says things that any sane person, even a, a liberal leftist would know is just crackpot psych psychotic nonsense. But she says it anyway. Well, she gets a lot she of gets money the ratings. It. I mean, she she was the highest rated uh, uh, caster on on MSNBC, you know, and, and so she made a lot of money off of it. She got huge ratings and she continues to parrot these just, I mean, crazy, ludicrous narratives like. Yeah, Donald Trump, and the, the, she was one of the biggest proponents of the whole Russia hoax, mm -hmm. and you know, and she continues to parrot that to this day, even though it's been debunked over and over because again. Because she has a monetary incentive, absolutely. To do that, right? She There's does. no reason if she started being like, "Guys, I've changed my mind." Not the case. Her ratings would probably collapse. All of the the. Uh, attention that her show gets would go away in some cases the way our media works it, it incentivizes people to get more and more crazy i mean we see this youtube probably, is the same exactly yeah. we see it in independent media all the time that people will start saying more outlandish things i mean let's think of like the clip baby thumbnails that people put out they might need to because it drives people to their channel on the other hand like are they always super accurate no i think with rachel maddow what's interesting is there is an actual hysteria and fear underneath it all she really does seem to be personally panicked about Trump's no, influence on the country. You I, don't think so? Absolutely not. If you, if you watch it, it looks like she's just saying garble nonsense. Oh, good. Really? You have the clip. Yeah. We should pull it up. Let, let's just, I'll, I'll show you a bit, a bit of it. This morning, heading into what we knew would be two big important court hearings on these Trump cases today in federal court in Georgia and federal court in D.C. Probably what he was planning, probably what he was thinking. But... 
per the New York Times, it does seem sort of significant that that's what he's now telling people. That's what he's telling people he's going to do. He will solve his jumble of legal problems by winning the election. And, you know, whatever you think about that, that's how he's thinking about that. Okay. And what does that say about the election for all of the rest of us? Right. It means in his own mind and those of his campaign and his supporters, presumably, these are the stakes. And again, whatever you think about that as a legal strategy for Trump, that is how he is thinking about the election. How many times was she going to say the same thing over and over again just there? You notice she said, I think, four times. Trump's strategy to get rid of his legal problems is to win the election. Think about that. What does that? What, what do you think that means? It doesn't. What do you think so- it means? No, 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 no. The point is, Rachel Maddow has no passion and is saying literally nothing. She is pattering. She is speaking words with no meaning to extend time. The things she is saying exist only in "I gotta get through this hour, and then I'm going to have lunch with the girls." I would love to get her off script and interview her. She's not on script. She's probably just. She's on, that is but how she's got that MSNBC script up top. And his aides and his campaign is, about the stakes of the election. This is their script. Poorly the written. election means one of two things. If this is the way he's going to approach it. We should keep saying that over and over again. He loses the election. But I think it's because she can't go prison. into specifics because she doesn't actually understand. Or and if she brought out any actual election, facts, he she doesn't go to prison. Herself. And is that for life that he gets to be president? Will we keep having more elections or no? If every election is a new opportunity for him to go to prison, do you think he allows us to have new elections? What does that this mean? This is total fear mongering. Well, nobody about- believes that there is no avenue for Donald Trump to possibly be able to suspend elections. What's he going to do? Suspend the Constitution to, to make it so that he's president for life? Nobody actually believes that. So she's clearly, look, in that minute, she said, I think maybe like 15 different words. Mm-hmm. She explained nothing. And she said over and over and over again, what you think about what Trump thinks, that means Trump thinks this. And no matter what you think, that means Trump means this, which means in the election, Trump will think this. And isn't tell supporters this. And that means whatever you think, Trump thinks this. It's like, did she explain at all how he would do that? Did she explain that at all? Well, of course not. She doesn't believe that she can't. She doesn't believe anything she's saying. She's not actually saying anything. And she this is this is the challenge. You know, I think about you got the World Economic Forum. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. And you got these video clips where parents are like, my baby is, you know, going to get the, the medication. We're going to sterilize the, the kid and stuff like that. And I'm just like, at a certain point, what do you do when you're watching lemmings? I mean, this figuratively when you're watching them walk off a cliff. Now, I know Disney forced them off a cliff with a broom. Yeah, I'm oh. making a point. Yeah, lemmings don't actually walk off cliffs like that. Yeah, the Disney producers shoved them off with brooms. Like, get out of here. We're going to film it and make money off you. That's actually a good example of what this is. People are mindlessly marching towards their own demise. Do you step in? Well, we've been trying. You are. We are. This show is doing that. But not everyone's going to listen. You just can't grab them by the throat and and pull them back or you'll be considered the aggressor. You've got to let them go. Yeah, yeah, so we're watching we're watching them march toward the cliff and we're going, stop, please, please don't do it. And they're like, you're so crazy. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. 
America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Well, the problem, they're, 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 off, they're going off the ratings cliff, though. I mean, like, come on, who watches MSNBC at this point? I mean, so... We can find it's, out. On it's on at hotels and things. Yeah. Hotels and airports. I saw Chuck Todd over the weekend, and this is pretty funny. I was listening to Chuck Todd, and he was like, "The thing about Trump's election lies are," and I was like, "Dude, election claims. Call them claims. Don't make the assumption that, he, that they're li-. like." It was just the purport that it was a lie without mm-hmm. it, it was. It's to make sure that you already know to be on guard to whatever Trump is saying. Yeah, it was I a mean, tribalist, like a, a mm-hmm. tribalist flag being raised. Like if you're you're part of our group, we all know, wink, wink, that and, he's that it's a lie anyway. So and a claim might imply that there's some credit to them, which they cannot allow. Right? And, there, there can't be any reason why he would be right in any way. Yeah, it was a neutral. Would have been a neutral statement. Was to say talk about his claims well, as opposed to uh, Rachel got three point nine million viewers. The number one show across all of television, including broadcast. Wow. She's Beating out Fox News. Well, I mean, uh, of course they beat out Fox News. They fired Tucker. I mean, what, what, I mean, what sure, do you expect? Sure, but this, but is, this is, right. Yeah, no one else. But this is the point. This is it. R- uh, Rachel Maddow is going to say, next thing she, like, President Trump will be president for life. <laughs> next thing she's going to come out and she's going to start, she, she's got to increase it. Now she's going to come out and be like, well, Trump's going to start rounding people up. And then she's going to talk about trains. And then she's going to talk about whatever it is. That's going to terrify people and convince them they have to watch glued to it like some kind of disgusting drug. I think she doesn't realize the power she has as an individual. The people that are afraid of Donald Trump, that are are afraid of some external power, don't realize the amount of power they have within their own community to prevent and buffer from that stuff. Yeah, but I think she wants it, right? Like if if she is the most popular show on television right now Mm -hmm. and she gets to scare you and so you come back to listen to her every day to say, Rachel, what what should I know? You're telling me all these awful things. You're really insightful. You know, she knows she has influence. She knows she has power. I think that's why she can present in a monologue like this that references nothing. She repeats the same phrase over and over again. She doesn't cite any facts. She's not like, because this law would allow him to do whatever. She's just speculating knowing that people will be afraid of it. She's and then banking on confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all she's doing. And she's good at it. Meaning that she's assuming that her audience already believes her premise? Absolutely. Absolutely they do. I mean, th- I, in my opinion, that is the reason that she is pulling, you know, three point something million viewers uh, on her her episodes. I believe she only does like two or three episodes a week at this point. She somehow gets away with that because, you know, she does have a lot of power. Nobody, nobody watches any other show on MSNBC. She's retired, so, man. Yeah. She checked but, out a long time ago. I mean, come on. You go to any person. How old is she? Do you want to look up how old she yeah, is? Yeah, look it up. Was she like her mid to late 40s? I think she might even be older than that. Really? She's been around for a long time. Born in 73, so that would make her... 50? 48. Currently 48. April, born on April 1st. Happy huh. April Fool's Day, Rachel. Wait, she, wait. One day before me. She was born in 1973? Yeah, April 1st, 1973. So she'd be 50. Yeah, she so she's, she's 48. Be, no. So she'd be 50. 50. No, 48. She'll be... 
What year is it? I mean, 49? Yeah, because her birth is in April. Okay. So So she'll be 50 in 1974. No, she'd still be 50. So this probably looks out of date. She says she's 48. Yeah, she'd be 50. She's up there. What are you looking at? She turned up. Sorry for all the 50 plus year olds out there. That is really weird. Anyway, she's retired, man. Come on. I'm seeing 48 years old on this, and she was born April 1st, 1973. It's like the Taylor Lorenz thing. What are you looking at? Let's just. Yeah, that, she, would, that would make her 50. No, 50, sure. yeah. Wikipedia's pulling it right. Wow. I Googled Rachel Maddow age. She's 50. This April 1st, 1973. The only thing that comes up is, is that Dude, she's younger. AI we got your info us. off of MSNBC. <laughs> Chat GPT is going to feed us such trash for the next two decades. I know. Yeah. But what was the argument? We knew when her her birth year was. Yeah. It was like, no, this point, like, bro, she's 50. It was like, turn right now. Is and the year like, wrong? The ocean's right there. I'm like, turn right. Okay, anyway, the point is, she's retired. Yeah, she's 50. She's 50, and they went to her and said, what are you doing? And she goes, I just want to go to sleep. I'm just so tired and sad and pathetic. And they're like, we'll give you $5 million to do a show once a week. I guess, fine. That's what she's doing. That's why she's pattering on the show. That's why she's yep. just, she's, she, she's going like, Donald Trump wants to be president. That means he'll run for president. And no matter what you think about that, he's going to tell his supporters he's running for president. So you might not want to be president, but he's going to run. And you know what that means? He'll tell his supporters he's running. No matter what it is you think, that's literally what she did. Man, well, this mean, lady's off the off her rocker. Wild. Also, she's getting paid millions of dollars to do this. Like, what a sweet gig, guys. I don't know what to tell you. What are they going to do? Fire her? I mean, if MSNBC doesn't have a network without Rachel Maddow, mm-hmm. I mean, she what is there like top I couldn't name another uh, MSNBC host. To be honest with you, I mean, Chris Matthews. I mean, I can see it right here. Chris Matthews. He, he, no, he got fired actually because he said something. Uh, Sexist or right, or, right, yeah. right. Um, so he's Chris gone. Hayes. Uh, Chris Hayes. Is he? Is he also yeah. Chris Hayes? Uh, but Chuck Todd. He's, he's on there, not. right? Chuck Todd's uh, NBC. 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 Yeah, yeah MSNBC is Chris Hayes. All Aha! Chris Hayes. All right, I, I you guess. got one. Good point. Um, I, I have the feeling. Have? Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, Brian, Brian Williams, right? Because uh, well, because he got fired for being uh, lying. Yeah, lying. Yeah. He said he was in an Apache helicopter or whatever, being yeah, shot so, by sniper fire. So or... we were all surprised to learn that a guy on cable TV news was lying to us, <laughs> and then they fired him. And then MSNBC was like, "He's our guy." That's right. That's right. <laughs> Sounds up, great. I wonder if Rachel goes home at night and is like, "I hate this job. I do not want to even think about politics." But she's getting paid fifteen million dollars. Uh, what? A year or what is this? Yeah, uh, it's is? probably something. Like, just go repeat Did the crap. Well, I think delete. I think you're overlooking like the social position. Twenty million. She's, oh 20 million she's getting paid twenty million dollars to barely say anything on television. Twenty-four million dollars to go on TV Crazy. and go. Blah, 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 blah. Right. She doesn't have to memorize any hard information. I can't even believe that she like. There's no way there's a script there. But also, everyone wants to invite her to things and have her places like there is a social currency that she knows she has i think she wouldn't give up this job even though she's not passionate about it if she started a new show that was less political i think she'd still have a lot of followers i think you can't really step away from that prestige like i think there is sort of something to being the like the female i I don't personally agree with it but i think she has been told you know this you're this uh high-powered female political commentator you have your own show it would be harder for her to transition to like something like oprah did where she just like goes around interviewing people i think there's an ego part to it not that she should feel ashamed of it but what happened to hillary clinton had her show did that do well is it canceled because i think that's a good yeah she got her own show on a major streaming platform where she's going to like interview other high profile women and stuff and they're going to paint and stuff but what i'm wondering is that would be a good kind of like thing paint. to check to see how well maddo would do on her own what's up what's up with all these left-wing people painting nowadays i mean is it, is it there's just so much money in painting I george mean, bush it, too well george well i guess george Bush. well i mean he's not too right <laughs> at this point i don't know but you see hunter biden you know it, yeah. he's 
now painting again. He was doing it before, but he's now painting again and paying $15,600 per month in rent. But he can't pay child support mm. for the uh, the granddaughter that they that just Joe decided Biden they wants. acknowledged. Yeah, yeah, no, they just decided to acknowledge. Yep. He's not paying child support for that kid? No, he no. is. Well, uh, oh. it, it's the. It, well, they're going to court over it, though, because he doesn't want to. So No, it, it got settled. Oh, fine. He's paying, he's paying child support into it. Do you know how much? Uh, I don't because it's not disclosed. The big thing was that he had a child support agreement he was trying to get out of it because he stopped making as much money he said so he's like i should it should be readjusted which is something people do all the time and then also on top of that he started arguing the the child's mother said well my child should get to use the biden last name because it's a prominent last name in the u.s it could potentially open doors for her and he was fighting really hard to stop that uh it's kind of I, cool I believe situation. joe biden kept saying well i have six grandchildren and mm-hmm. you know in reality he had seven and he just refused to acknowledge the seventh grandchild, mm-hmm. um, you know. I, I, Until I, like, a, what, a month ago? Yeah, a and month then they ago, released was... a statement with people being like, we want what's best for all of our grandchildren, including uh, uh, this one. Let's uh, let's jump to this story from TimGuest.com. 12-year-old kicked out of Colorado classroom over Gadsden flag patch. The student returned to school Tuesday saying he would sit in to protest the school's decision. This story has been going viral all day. Don't tread on me on his backpack. In a viral video, you can actually hear the teacher. In this tweet from Connor Boyack, he says, Meet 12-year-old Jaden who was kicked out of class yesterday in Colorado Springs serving a Gadsden flag patch, which the school claims has origins with slavery. The school's director said via email that the patch was disruptive to the classroom environment. Oh, man, there's so, this much, is so-, so much to talk about here. Uh, not only are they uh, saying that the, the, fl- the Gadsden flag was a symbol associated with slavery, they came out later saying, actually, it was about the guns and stuff he had on, on, on his back. And so now they're trying to change what actually went down because there is a what appears to be a secret recording of what was going on. It seems that this family was well aware of what was going to happen. Now, of course, if he had a, I don't know, a communist symbol on his back, they wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have said if he had a pride flag, they'd cheer him on. Well, duh. But if he had like an actual communist Soviet Union flag on his bag, they would say nothing. Despite like, I don't know, the hundred plus million people that were killed by the Soviet Union. And if you want to count everybody, including, you know, uh, communist China, it's a uh, fairly substantive. I just want to say for the guys in flag, we got one hanging in the garage and it's basically a symbol of independence. Well, I mean, we're talking about a teacher, right? Somebody that should know this stuff. She said that this there were origins for, you know, the Civil War and slavery and stuff. This actually had the, the Ganston flag originated in the Revolutionary War. Uh, this isn't anything, uh, this shouldn't be a shock to anybody, but we keep going back and back and back. And we're going we're gonna to relate anything to slavery like I, I i worked in real estate before and you know people were we had to change the name from master bedroom to mm-hmm. uh, to, prim- to, to primary bedroom or something like that it's like we keep more and more keeps getting sucked into this slavery talk yeah and e- even if it has nothing to do with it it's crazy yeah darth vader was a slave to the emperor he called him master plenty of times he wasn't either <laughs> of them were black dudes it doesn't matter like ma- slavery exists on earth deal with it even today it exists. i don't think this is glorifying slavery this is like yeah. get off my back let me be an independent and human this kid is what he's 12 so he's in like the fourth grade seventh grade maybe i don't know 
it probably was not disruptive to any of his classmates. It's disruptive to the teacher mm-hmm. who decided they didn't like it, who then pulled him out of class and said, you can't be here. We have to bring your mom in. I love the secret video because the mom is clearly sticking her cell phone into her stroller. She's got like another small child there. I think this is such a strange example of adults having actual hysteria rather than really monitoring what's going on in the classroom at all. They're, they're once again putting their will and their political agenda above everything else. But question though, is it cool for a 12 year old, sixth grade, I assume, sixth grade, to go into school with guns, a, a shirt with guns on it that says revolution? Is that cool? I mean, different schools have different rules about that type of stuff, like whether you can like have a shirt with a gun on it or whatever else. The the thing is, he didn't. They they have this recorded video, it's the Gatson flag, and then they're like, we've changed our mind. Actually, this was the complaint. It doesn't come guys, up guys, in the recorded meeting. Remember when the kid chewed the Pop-Tart into the shape of a gun and he got in trouble for it? Yeah. Yeah, these schools are psychotic. School, like kids used to get in trouble for, you know, if you're like playing like cops and robbers on the playground. And Not you're, when like, I was a kid. Make, well, I think you know, this back, is like, Back I when remember. I was a kid, we had little cap guns. <laughs> I, and you get the you get the plastic orange cap gun with the little metal and then you get the the roll of the red mm-hmm. tape yeah. Yeah. thing. That, yeah. And then and then we also had the the little caps, which were plastic, uh, like a, a plastic. Uh, what would you call it? Uh, um, yeah, one of those moon wheels. clips. Yep. And then you you'd put it in and close it, and it would go pop 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 mm-hmm. pop. We had those. Now what? A kid chews a pop tart and he gets kicked out of school. A kid's got a gas. It's gonna keep happening. They've because had these, these things, these cap guns, since the the you know what the fifties. Yeah, they didn't okay. have orange tips on them for a long time. Uh, they didn't have, all, exactly. But, but let's be real. High schools used to have shooting clubs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's all going in one direction. Right. Then you see these, there's a video I just watched of a guy in, um, where was he? I think it was in California. He's walking up to his doorstep with his keys to enter his home. And guy, you see guys in masks follow him up and then just start beating the crap out of him and rob him. And it's just like, man, you know, that stuff could have happened at any point in history. But now we're living in very dense urban areas where these guys know they can be armed because they don't care about the law and you can't. And this is, this is, this is where at schools there, I, I wonder if it's a natural tendency of densely packed urban environments that result in this, because we had the story from uh, uh, Solzhenitsyn about uh, uh, from the Gulag Archipelago that, you know, a guy was being threatened but with by a knife. So he fought the guy and then stabbed the, the, the attacker, got arrested. And then when he was on trial, he was like, the guy was going to kill me. What should I have done? And they're like, you should have run. It's like so the so when you have a criminal who's armed and going to kill you, well, that's crime. But if it's you, you're the good citizen. You should know better. When I look at these schools and how they're they they all move in the same direction, history is bad. I wonder if it's the average person is docile, ignorant, uninterested in worldly affairs, and just goes through the motions. Mm-hmm. And which means, unless you, as a politically thinking individual, someone with passions and, and, and opinions, if you are not actively pushing back, defending, say, the Gadsden flag, it all gets erased. And we are moving now into that era where you, there are videos of people being victimized and the victims get arrested. Like, you know, that guy, uh, Daniel uh, Penny, I think his name was in yep. New York. There's Perry and Penny. I don't want to confuse them. We're in that because good men did nothing, as the saying goes. And so the lazy, uninterested people take the path of least resistance. Now we see it take form, take the shape in police departments. The cops, the cops are looking at these mass lootings and these robberies and they're like, I can't deal with that. So what do they do? Nothing. But then when you are, uh, you know, let's say filing a legal challenge to an election, well, the cops absolutely had no problem doing their duties to arrest Donald Trump. 
I saw that video when Trump was being arraigned. I don't know if arraigned. He was being arrested in Georgia and the cops are in front of and behind him. And I'm like, these cops are trash. Mm-hmm. They are willing to do it, it, it is the easiest thing in the world. Hey, do you want to arrest a guy because, uh, you know, he's got a like he didn't pay child child support? Yeah, sounds easy. Do you want to go arrest a guy who's an armed robber who's threatening to murder people in the street right now? I ain't doing that. No. And that's where we end up. And they could. OK, because, I mean, you look at Georgia, Fulton County, especially you have this D.A., this woke D.A., this this George Soros funded D.A., that is, you know, going after Donald Trump. And, and and it's not even just Donald Trump. It's all these other people. You had the chair of the Georgia Republican Party, which all he did was his crime was proposing a separate set of electors. OK, just in case it was proven that uh, and, and I, I don't I don't remember his name it was David something just in case it was, you know, there was evidence that was brought forward to you know, possibly challenge the election results in Georgia. And you also had uh, Fonnie Willis, which, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to keep with Fannie Willis because, I mean, oh, she's it's, a big it's, it's apparently funny. I mean, I, I'm going to continue with Fannie. And, you know, she came out and she actually posted after the 2020 election saying that, hey, you know, why is it taking so long for these results to come out? Why are we doing ballot dumps at three o'clock in the morning? Even she was asking those questions. Is she going to prosecute herself? What's going on? I don't think what she did was illegal. You're allowed to question elections. Right. What she's doing to Trump is exactly. unconstitutional. Yeah. Well, she's a hypocrite. That's my point. But but this so. is this is where we are. All of these things are tied together. Symbols of this nation's history are being banned in schools. Right? They're 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 since the 1619 project, since before that, mm-hmm. they have been lying about what this country is based on, what it's about, and why we have these symbols. And you know what happens? I saw this tweet from I don't know who this person is, some woman saying, I'm so sorry I offended you. Apparently, she had gone on Facebook and said puberty blockers are a trick by pharmaceutical companies to harm children, blah, blah. And then it resulted in a big backlash, and she went, I'm so sorry, please. Oh, you spineless piece of garbage. Come on. This is the problem. How can you know that injustice is happening and evil is rising and just be like, I better apologize and get on my knees for evil? Just... It's just it's just disgusting. They're afraid of getting canceled. I know. But but they're letting evil win for their own selfish, Mm -hmm. pathetic reasons. What was Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King's quote? I think is the only what all that evil needs to succeed is for good men to do nothing. That wasn't uh, that was Einstein. Some really historically. Well, that was the quote I was referencing. Yeah. And uh, meaning that you don't have to do good to make the world good. You just need to stop evil when you see it. Or speak right. or call it out so that society the stops it. The left used to be about this, too. Edmund Burke. <clears throat> I mean, who was it? John Lewis that said, you know, get into good trouble, hmm. right? What happened to that? I mean, it, 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 you know, we're talking about the right, you know, calling things out, calling things out as they as they should be, you know, such as, you know, if you see election fraud, how about, you, you know, call it out? Yeah, it's really weird when you have ballots coming in, at, you know, by truckloads at three o'clock in the morning. Okay, why not question that? Is that not allowed to be investigated at this point? You're going to end up in jail because all this is now is an intimidation tactic and people are going to be afraid to say anything in the future. And that seems to be the goal. Yeah, I think it is the goal because I don't think it's about morality of ours. Like you're saying if there's election fraud, you should call it out mm-hmm. because that's wrong and that hurts the system, blah, 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 blah. And they're saying that's true if it benefits our team because right. everything comes down to these two parties that have to control power and ultimately, you know, what about so, so it might actually be John Stuart Mill 
They say the admin writer says Edmund Burke is a false attribution because no one really knows exactly. But of course, the phrase, the saying is the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. And John Stuart Mill allegedly has a quote where he said, uh, where is it at? Bad men need nothing more to compass their ends than that good men should look on and do nothing. There you go. Amen. And that's that. that's what bothers me about everything. These people who would would watch the world burn so they can sit among the ashes. It's like, well, I'd prefer to try and put the fire out. There's that there's a, uh, I think it's a Sun Tzu quote. I could be wrong that uh, evil men will burn down their nation, their their country so that they can rule over the ashes and weak men will watch their nation burn so they can sit among the ashes. For what purpose would you I ask you, citizen, for what purpose is do you have to sit among the ashes of a fall of, of fallen ruins? You're not going to survive. I know that's the thing. You'll, you'll, like, you'll experience no joy. Like the phoenix must burn to be born again. I'm like, dude, the phoenix is a fantasy art character. You don't burn your city down to make it better. That makes no sense. You well, for the, for the extremists, it. it does. They're not burning down their city. They're burning down your city. Right. Your city is an opposition to their world. So I guess if you can like sneak into a foreign country that you hate and want to see destroyed and then act like you're a protester of that country and get there to burn their own hey, cities. Like the CIA. Yeah, yeah mad Tim, tech. Tim, I, who is running this country? I, I want your opinion on that. Who is running this country Nobody. at this point? Because, I mean, Joe Biden is clearly not running this country. He's, he's no, not. Nobody's there. running it. Nobody's running it. So we're. No, I think there's uh, uh, various and disparate factions of powerful individuals who are fighting over power. I think some people are more responsible for the destruction than others. But I think ultimately, you do have Republicans. You've got some that are anti-establishment, some that are uniparty, neocon establishment. <clears throat> you, of course, have powerful Democrats. Their interests align in certain areas. You have the World Economic Forum and their interests. You have NATO. No one is controlling everything in this nation. There are just different power bases that influence different sectors of the country, some being more powerful than other. The most powerful block, of course, is the woke establishment. These are the people that want war in Ukraine, support it, and also, you know, want to sterilize kids. It's a weird amalgam of people. They are not the most powerful, nor are they in control of everything. That's exemplified by the fact that Bud Light actually is taking a massive hit, and businesses can go under if we don't buy their products. If we were actually in a totally centralized totalitarian state, then the woke establishment would be able to, would be able to snap their fingers, and there's no question their beer, the beer for Bud Light is bought, and anyone who spoke up would be gulagged. We're not there yet. So it still is various uh, power centers in, the, in, in this country. Joe Biden does have the reins to one portion of it. But uh, I, I, I can't say for sure. I do think it's fair to say the woke establishment controls the most. And this includes neocons, neolibs and the left. But I think they're actually losing control, which is why they're engaging in acts of desperate, unconstitutional indictments, etc. They, they're going to lose the cultural front. So the only thing they can do is swing the hammer that they're holding for the time being. Who do you think's running the show? Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I, I, and, and it's really hard to say. I think that there are, uh, I think 
you know, somebody like, and I know we're, we're, you know, getting into really specific things here, but like Jake Sullivan, you know, national security advisor for uh, Joe Biden. Uh, he was national security advisor, I believe, for Barack Obama as well. There are a lot of Obama holdovers. Uh, there's a ton, and they keep bringing them in. Yeah. I White mean, House because, special counsel, every single one of them has been affiliated with the Obama administration. Right. And so you're like, okay, how did they get to that point? Okay, you know, it, it, was it, how much involvement does Barack Obama have in the current administration? Uh, because, you know, all the policies seem to be, you know, echoing Obama policies as well. And, I, you know, I can't help but think that, this man, I mean, are we actually looking at a, a a third Obama term? Jake Sullivan, you mentioned. he, yeah. As far as I know, he's the guy that Hillary sent most of the emails to that mm-hmm. were classified mm-hmm. of her 30,000 emails or so. Yep. So many of them were CC'd to Jake. She yep. just sent him Jake. Take yep. a Jake, take a Jake. I don't know. I'm he supposed also to have- led the uh, Afghanistan withdrawal as well. So, I mean, the guy is a disaster, but he is pretty much running. You have Lloyd Austin, right, which is supposedly running the Defense Department. In reality, it's Jake Sullivan. He's the one calling the shots, and it's uh, it's 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 scary because he was a disaster during the Obama administration. He's in a he's a disaster now. So I'm, I'm glad we're calling out his name yeah. in his face because this guy mm-hmm. up to this point hasn't. People need to know. Yes, Jake Sullivan. No. What are you I doing, mean, Jake? I think that's the thing everyone talked about when Obama or when Biden was campaigning that how much of this would just be the third Obama term, mm-hmm. and did we want that right? But Biden consistently proves that his administration is is headless, right? He is not a strong leader himself. I think there's obvious signs of tension within the administration. And from what I felt, like I just said, uh, they the the third White House uh, counsel is stepping down to be replaced with yet another person who was in the Obama administration. So they are falling back on an administration that hasn't been in power and also not creating any leadership among themselves so we are not seeing solutions we're just seeing a scramble to try and go back to what they might refer to as the good old days with no true effectiveness it's like a rule by committee in the executive branch which is where you're not supposed to have a committee you're supposed to have a president and the the Mm -hmm. committee is congress you got the legislative branch for that so we don't we don't need a committee this pushing biden's hands around but they know that they have full autonomy at this point because Joe Biden's not hiring and firing anybody. You know, they have full autonomy. They can do whatever they want to do. So uh, th- that is the scary part. Let's talk about this story from The Daily Caller. House GOP will launch probe into Biden administration's response to Maui fires. I would also just add they probably need a response into the Hawaiian government's response mm-hmm. to the fires as as well as the uh, Lahaina and Maui governmental responses to the to the fires because a lot of questions there they said the house oversight and accountability committee will conduct an inquiry into the biden administration's response to the fires which began on august 8th and completely devastated the town of lahaina the federal response to the calamity has drawn intense scrutiny from locals and the media who have slammed joe biden's response so uh what did what did he give him uh look at this people flicking him off screaming at him cussing at him here he comes after 13 days what do you do? He gave everyone seven hundred bucks. Is that it? Yeah. So we gave him. He they, uh, originally they said that they were going to give everybody that was displaced, both you know physically and economically, they were going to get seven hundred dollars and more. That was the original promise to the people of 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 Maui, uh, because you know you got to keep in mind that seventy to eighty percent of Maui's economy is tourism, and originally the government, both the state and federal government, said. Don't come to Maui. Maui is closed. Okay, so all these people lost their jobs. I'm over there uh, you know, staying in a hotel in one of the, the the biggest tourist areas 
in Hawaii. And there's nobody there. It's empty. It's quiet. There's so all these people, they're all they've all been laid off. And and then FEMA, you know, walks it back and says, Well, we're no longer giving you money. Once the press uh, uh the press pressure went away, they started walking it back. And so, you know, what people there want to know is why? What why why does the Biden administration have to be forced to do anything? And $700 in Hawaii, everything in Hawaii is extremely expensive. That's like a half week's pay for most of these people. And a lot of these people have lost everything. And, you know, they work two and three jobs. So they've lost two out of those three jobs. It, it, it's, it's so infuriating to so many people there, but they don't want to speak out because they're afraid. Afraid of what? They're afraid of, of repercussions. Because the... I'm going to be honest with you. My experiences with the Hawaiian government, with the Maui government, they're one of the most authoritarian governments in the United States. Okay. I had a run in with the, uh, the mayor of Maui and I posted that video. It went pretty viral, got, you know, uh, like 15 million views or something like that, where I started pressing him and he had his police force there, put me in a headlock so that I could not continue to ask him questions. All the other media were allowed to ask him questions. I was not allowed to because I was asking tough questions. He, they do not want to be held accountable. They are afraid of looking bad because these politicians, they, these are their goals here. It's to get elected, stay elected, and get elected to higher office. What were you asking him? I was asking him what, what was going on. They know Okay, they found 115 cadavers at this point. They know how many of them are children. And I had, uh, I, I, I had experts that were coming to me and telling me, like pathologists, that were saying it's very easy to identify. If you find a, a, a corpse, you can identify whether or not that was a child. You can go back 2,000 years and be able to identify whether or not that corpse was a child. They're hiding that number because they're protecting their own butts. That's, that's all they're doing. There's two up one to two thousand people quote missing. Right, but it's been like two weeks. I mean, mm-hmm. is not the assumption just to say those people are dead? So I went there. I was there for uh, thirteen days. Okay, that number went from one hundred ten. It's now at one hundred fifteen. Mm-hmm. The death rate. Yes, and now we're talking. You know, there's still, you know, between eight hundred. It depends on what list you're looking at. You know, eight hundred to one thousand plus people that are missing. Okay, what, where are they? When, when are we going to declare, you know, uh, other that, people dead? I, I mean, it's... I, yeah, exactly. That's an intense heat. Bodies melt. Yeah, this is... It, well, they, there'd be skeletons I worked at, on, would, at yeah. Ground Zero. Well, I guess, no, were, the bones would. No, the bones right. melt. I was right. working at Ground Zero, and the firemen would wow. come in at 9-11. I worked there after mm-hmm. the cleanup, and the firemen would come in. It was so hot under the pile, molten steel flowing. And they'd be like, yo, they think we're going to find bodies. They find wet twizzlery substance. Right. That's all that's left over. Sure. And if and there's the, a fireman jacket, you know it was a fireman, because that's heat resistant, and they'll wrap it up in a flag. But that's it. That's all you find. And the rest of it's liquefying and going into the East River. Sure. And it might be, but here's the thing that they're doing. They are hiding information that they have because they're waiting for it to go away they want the media to, to go away because the media can only stay there for so long right it's very expensive yeah. to stay in hawaii so uh, if it turns out that two thousand people burned to death because government didn't give the water like i i just i've heard and you confirmed it before the show but tell me about it that people within the the hawaiian government the maui government withheld the water from the fire department so that they could not put the fire out right because you know their, their whole thing out there it 
look, the Hawaiian government, the Maui government, they're they're very liberal. Okay, it's it's one of the most liberal states in the U.S. You think California is liberal? Hawaii is two steps to the left from there. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. And so, you know, we're talking about uh, one of the reasons that the fire got so bad is because they don't do any sort of fire management out there. It's because they want it to be natural, just as the land, you know, as it was before. That's that's the government. You have all these people lobbying the government for that reason. We're not talking residents. We're talking environmental groups that have a lot of power out there. Uh, and so they're they're diverting water away from these towns. And so you have people that were more than capable, even firefighters that lived in Lahaina that were unable to put the fires out in their own houses because there was no water. Uh, there wasn't enough water that was being sent to Lahaina. And so you have firefighters that are on scene that can't do anything at all. They can't put out the fires. They what, have no ability. I heard a, I, I've heard this rumor going around. A lot of people are talking about it that they set up a roadblock mm -hmm. to get out. Yes. And people were turned around to go back into the fires. But some people just broke through the barricade and ignored it. Is Those that, are the ones that survived. Is that true? That is 100 percent true. Wow. Uh, that is why you see the the videos of on Front Street. That is the main road. And, it, it, you know, just being in Lahaina for, uh, you know, 10 days I was on the ground there. You there's one road in one road out. Okay. You if they're blocking that road. You're not going anywhere. Why were they blocking it? They were because there were downed power lines. Okay, mm -hmm. but here's the thing: you have Hawaiian Electric coming out now. Maui County is suing Hawaiian Electric, saying that their power lines sparked the fire. Okay, whether or not that's true is you know a, a different argument. But when the roads were blocked, the Maui County government was saying that the power lines were electrified. Okay, that's why they couldn't let anybody through. That's their claim. Now, when Hawaii Electric is saying, oh, yeah, no, they weren't electrified at that point, there's no reason that these people couldn't have gone through. So, But the people that did break through the barricades and drove over those lines, they didn't have any sort of effect from it. The effect that they had was that they survived. The other people burned in an inferno. And, uh, wow. you know, so it sounds so wait, like but, but, the but, government's but, making a false claim that well, the yes. power lines were active. So, so there's a barricade. What was the barricade? Do you know? Uh, so, I mean, they had cops that were blocking the road. But at a certain they, point, the fire got so bad, those cops had to flee too, right? Yeah. Well, so when, but the people that were near the end of the barricade or, you know, closest to the end, end of that road, through. they were able to, um, they, they, it was blocked all the way through the fire, actually. Right. But they were far enough away. The cops were far enough away that, you know, the people that were closer to the front of the line, they ended up uh, surviving the fire. It was the people that, In because the, the line was so long. Yeah. That it's 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 a, a two lane road going all the way the all the way back. The people that were near on, the center are of the there town, buildings they, on both sides of the road, or is there access to water? So this so all the roads were blocked. Let's, let's make that clear. But the the front street, which is the main road there in Lahaina, that one was blocked as well. That is the main road. I'm saying to and the you right. Had water on the so if you're driving out of the town, you had water on the left side. So people. I'm assuming got out of their cars and jumped into the water. Some of them were bailing, but some of them that were bailing into the water also died uh, because it was too late. The fire was already engulfing these buildings. You had a lot of wind. Yeah. And that fire people, was crossing into lot, the water. A lot of people don't realize how hot fire is. No yeah. joke. Obviously, you've had a campfire and you felt the heat. Stand in front of a building fire and the fire can extend 100 plus mm -hmm. feet. And it's you're like, whoa, and you're backing up. Right. When I was, a, I told the story about when I was in Ferguson. Driving down the road, seriously, like 100 feet away from a burning building, 
And inside the car with the windows up, it felt like my face was in front of a, a, a campfire. And I was like, damn, like we got to move. It's too hot. It's crazy. And, and this, we're talking 80 mile an hour winds that are right. you know. blowing the heat into you. Yep. People, wow. you, you're saying people burned to death in their car Absolutely. waiting to get out yeah. and held it a stop by the police and they burned to death while they were waiting. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And that's why they don't want to talk about this. That is why they're trying to brush this all under the rug, because there were so many people that died in their cars. There are children that were found in like car seats in the car. Very young children that were burned to death. They found the cadavers. And, you know, that is a that's infuriating to people, especially residents that were there, like their children were killed because they were burned to death because the government is totally inept on every single level. We do have a super chat. Jack Fox is saying bones don't melt or burn after a person is cremated. They're put into a what is it? What it says Uh, they're put into a machine that pulverizes them into dust. Wow. I've never I've not. I don't know. Someone fact check. They soften. Man, Look it up. this reminds me of Uvalde, where the cops wouldn't let their right. the people go in to save their own kids, and they're like, "No, you can't. It's too dangerous. We're gonna make. We're gonna not go in at all." Mm-hmm. What in the fuck? Look, you, you at some point get out of the way. They don't. Bones don't burn during cremation, is what I'm seeing. Wow. Look at that. Uh, yeah, and, and these people. I'm telling you right now. So one of the biggest things that happened here, you know, first of all, blocking the roads. I'm sorry if I'm a cop. And I see an inferno that is about to come incinerate hundreds of people that are trying to drive down a road. I'm sorry. I don't care what the commander is saying. I'm moving out of the way. Well, these, but these cops are evil. These well, they cops thought, are evil. They thought there was an electrified power lines. They actually were probably given bad information yeah, by their the commanders. banality of evil. I don't care. You drive over a, a, a live power line slow enough, you're, you're fine. I'm, I'm sorry. They're going to they're gonna survive that more than they're going to uh, survive an inferno. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm going to let you do what you want to do. If you want to drive around in the grass, people were able to do that. Drive around in the grass. I'm not going to stop you. Uh, And, you know, a lot of these cops, they are now still simping for the county government. And it's crazy. It's like, do these people, they have no shame? What is it? At some point, you have to, not a single Maui cop has come out and spoken out against they, uh, what happened? They probably have immense guilt that they murdered those people absolutely. on the road. Absolutely, yeah. And people need to be in jail for this. People absolutely Who? need to be in jail. Well, especially the Maui Emergency Management uh, Administrator, okay? Because this is the guy that decided that he wasn't going to turn on any of the sirens. He was going to... Uh, he said that if we turned on the sirens and people were going to... Uh, come out of their houses and they were going to run uphill into the fire. I'm sorry, but I don't believe that the people of Lahaina were stupid enough to walk out of their houses also, and run into a burning inferno. I'm sorry, and, they and weren't going to do it. why have the sirens at all if not to warn about fire, right? If you go on Hawaii, uh, the Hawaiian government's website, you will see that it says uh, the sirens are, are multi-purpose. They're, they're supposed to be used for dam breaks, terrorist attacks, wildfires, uh, tsunamis, all of this stuff. I mean, th- th- there's a laundry list of things. So basically what they did, he got up there and lied. Okay? So if if, if anything, he's guilty of negligent homicide. Okay? Because it was his decision that ended up killing all of these people, all of these, these elderly folks and children, the adults that lived in the town, like the parents, uh, because I said they worked two and three jobs, they're outside of the town. They work in the tourism industry, so they're way outside of the town. They're in other parts of Maui, and you know, uh, it's 
you know, probably 45 minutes away. That's where a lot of them work. So they couldn't get back there in time, especially because the roads were blocked. I, 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 I mean, it is, it's infuriating, but again, they're trying to brush it under the rug. What time did the fire start? So the, it was about mid-afternoon. Uh, and so that's why, uh, that's why a lot of these parents were at work. They couldn't get home to their children and schools were closed. Why? Because the power was out, which goes back against Maui County government's argument. Them saying that, oh, well, the fire started because in the, and the lines were live when the fire started. Well, that uh, could be why the power was out, right? Well, because they shut the power down. Lines went down, started a fire. Yeah. They shut the, the power down. Mm-hmm. So three o'clock in the morning the night before is when the power or, or when the line started before, going early down. that morning. Yes. So we're talking. So uh, there was a 10 hour difference. And then one of the brush fires started about one, uh, 1 p.m. Hmm. OK, so we're, we're, we're talking 10 hours here. And right. so and then they said that 1 p.m. brush fire was 100 percent contained. They sent the firefighters to another part of Maui uh, to Kula. Uh, which is probably about 45 minutes away to fight a fire out there. So there were no firefighters for the most part in, except for off-duty ones that were in Lahaina at that point. That 100% contained fire ended up spreading ferociously throughout the town. There was no water. There were no firefighters. What are you going to do about it? So, I, I My guess is I would have went into the ocean. I mean, it's yeah. not like a, I did see a video of people that went into the ocean mm-hmm. and survived, but and then it was you're, like you're, ten hours in the standing not in the all water. Of them survived during smoke too. Yep. So the smoke inhalation could yep. still get you. I mean, that was the crazy thing watching these videos of people standing in the water, and they are in a cloud of smoke. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that some of the missing people, older to, people, yes, yeah, so there are a lot of people that have died washed away uh, in the water. Yeah, because you pass out, you're in the water, you pass out from smoke inhalation, you're going to drown. Because you're going to fall down, you're in the water. And then you get washed away and people don't find you. They yeah. will not find you. They And they're trying. They are actually down there. There is a big search effort in the water still to this day uh, from the day that I left. I was there three days ago. I'm going back this week. Uh, and they have a, a huge surf, search effort in the water. But the death count still hasn't gone up because they, they're not finding any bodies in there. They know people died in the water. This is the, this is the problem with uh, chicken ranch government, chicken nanny state governing or chicken ranch governing that the police say, we know it's best for you. We won't inform you about what's going on. Shut up and do as you're told. Mm-hmm. And then you die. Which Hawaii has had very intensely, probably always, but definitely in the last couple of years with COVID, they, they had some of the most intense COVID <gasps> restrictions yep. and uh, therefore had a, tested how compliant their population was. Right. I'm curious, I don't know if you can speak to this, but what's the reaction from the islands around it? I mean, like, do the other communities kind of parrot the same lines as you know Lahaina did the best they could or are they critical of how uh, Lahaina ha- managed the fires so it's actually very it's a very polarizing issue out there uh, they most people even a lot of the the Democrat leaning people that I've spoken with out there are like this is a uh, this was a, a catastrophic failure of government you know the people that they voted for they have totally lost faith in these people uh, b- these people got very comfortable. The mayor, especially, uh, and the governor of Hawaii, both both very liberal Democrats. They got very comfortable out there. They thought it's a very blue state. Uh, and even the people that are typically their voter base are now questioning whether or not that's a that's a good decision because they've gotten way too authoritarian. And there's no sign of that going back. They are right now. They are putting so much pressure. On the people to try to maintain that power 
maintain that grip on the narrative that a lot of people are waking up. And that's honestly, that's not due to the name, the mainstream media. That's due to independent journalists that are calling them out. I, I keep thinking about how the cops stopped people on the road where they burned to death alive. Mm-hmm. Obviously they were alive if they died, but uh, that's the most, I mean, it's not like Soviet lockdown because they weren't throwing them in gas chambers, but like they held them in a gas chamber. Yeah. That's the banality of evil. Yeah. Right. The idea that the individual cops didn't think they were doing anything wrong. They thought they were doing something good. But in fact, they are responsible for the death of all these people. If the cops were not there, some people may have uh, run over power lines. I mean, who knows? But a lot more people would have just driven out of this disaster zone and survived. Well, I'm sorry. Like, I cover disasters. That's what I do. OK, I've covered tornadoes. I've covered hurricanes. You can drive over live power lines. OK, just don't, you know, don't speed over it. Why? Why can you drive over? Or why? Why is faster worse? Well, because I mean, you you, you risk shooting that that line up into the frame of your vehicle, and you don't want to yeah. do that—a live line. But I mean, you have rubber tires, so you drive over it slowly. You're fine. I mean, hell, you could even go over. You know, I, I drive a jeep thirty miles an hour over the line. You're you're not going to toss it up. I mean, you have to be going really fast to, to to toss that line up. It's not a good idea unless you have to drive over it. Okay, but uh, you know, in this in this case, these I I I. I refuse to believe that these cops are stupid okay and that they saw these this fire coming and i i can't for the life of me even you can watch the videos why would you not let the people through you see the videos of them continuing to block these people even seeing the inferno incinerating the buildings right in front of the street that they're blocking i i i can't fathom it evil it's, it's it, evil is not just a mustache twirling villain. It is the dopey henchman being like, I don't know. He told me to do it. Yes. Yeah, stupid leadership. I don't normally think of it as evil, but it doesn't mean they're not going to get ousted. But I, I, I don't mean stupid leadership. Obviously, there are people here who are in charge who are more likely to be evil. I'm saying those cops watching fires speed up upon people and then being like, nope, you stay. That's evil. That's you take an it. oath to protect and serve. Okay, you don't take an oath to your commander. That's apparently that's, that's 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 how it is these days. Do you know who the uh, chief of police is? Oh, it's the guy. It's the same guy as uh, what you call it? Uh, the Las Vegas shooting. Right. Yep. What do you mean? It's the same guy. Same guy. Yep. The same police chief mm-hmm. yeah. of Maui is the same guy in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. What he moved jurisdictions. Police yeah, chiefs get recruited to like other major. You know. Cities. You know. It's funny. There's like, there's like a big conspiracy theory about it, and I'm kind of just like. Maybe this guy's really, really bad at his job, which is why it's falling. Like, you know, when, 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 I, if, if you, what do they say? If you smell crap, check your boot. Mm-hmm. There's a, they use the actual, you know, they, they, they swear when they say it, but we'll keep it family friendly. <laughs> so this guy is just like really bad at his job. Is he the guy that ordered the cops to blockade the road? He probably is. I don't know. He has the ultimate say. But so here's the other part. They, the, I, I was unable to find the chief of police, the entire time. I was able to find the mayor one time, which is why I, I hit him as hard as I did. Because Here, let's, 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 let's pull this up. Let's pull this up. So uh, Casino.org, for some reason, has a story. Maui's top cop now in spotlight previously led Las Vegas Strip Command for LVMPD. Well, so there you go. How this guy is failing up is beyond me, but congratulations to him for constantly getting a job and then, you know, dropping the ball, to say the very least. What happened? What in, a track record. You said it was during that Vegas shooting that he was the chief of police? He was the, he led the, the Las Commander Vegas of the strip. policing district that includes the Las Vegas Strip, yeah. during which uh, he played a key role in the response to the October 1st, 2017 mass shooting. 
And then is this like you said it was an upgrade? I mean, obviously he lives in Maui. That's well, nice. right. He's like, I'm, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go get a job somewhere else. And then this happens, and it's like, man, this guy should be fired. Right. Right. No, he shouldn't have a job. I mean, and in all he of a sudden, to change career career paths. I feel right. like this isn't working out for him. Right. Yeah. So, but uh, this has been this is not a story that you're seeing in the mainstream media all the time. And, and and why? Okay. Why are they not wanting to hold these people accountable? Because this stuff is going to continue to happen. Unless, you, unless they're held accountable. We were talking about this a little bit before the show. Do you feel like there's any um, feeling among mainstream media that you're not supposed to criticize like FEMA, people who rush into disasters, people who are like the emergency response, they're sort of protecting them in some way. They feel obligated to say nothing because they're not supposed to criticize people who are like the heroes, so to speak. Yeah. So I, I like, first off, I'll, I'll start by saying that FEMA is a disaster in and of themselves. Uh, they've always been, I mean, you look back as far as Katrina and that's, that's just how they are. They're, they're not good at what they do. I mean, they have a, a multi-billion dollar budget, but are still incapable of all the disasters that I've ever covered. Uh, Mayfield, Kentucky tornadoes wiped mm. out the entire town. Okay. Eastern Kentucky flooding. Wiped out entire towns there, too. They, they come in, they make big promises, and then they disappear once the media attention goes away. It's the same thing here. It's the same thing in East Palestine. They actually didn't even go to East Palestine until we forced them to go. Okay? Because, you know, th these people are, 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 have been inundated by toxic gases. Their soil's contaminated. Their water's contaminated. And finally, FEMA comes in. What's happening now? Uh, not really much. FEMA kind of backed out of the entire situation and they're doing the same thing here. They're already starting to back out, as I said earlier, where they made all these promises of all this money for people that were economically displaced. And now they're like, well, yeah, we're not really going to do that. This is a this is a, a, a an executive branch agency. OK, they are under the command of the president of the United States. So he has ultimate jurisdiction over FEMA. Why is he not doing more? Why is the FEMA administrator like seemingly totally inept? And funny enough, the FEMA administrator right now, her name is Deanna something. Don't remember her, her exact name. She was in charge of uh, New York City's COVID response as well, which was obviously, as we know, New York City had one of the most disastrous COVID responses in the country. This is Deanne Criswell. Deanne Criswell. Yep. She is currently the FEMA administrator. So, I, I mean, it's like, what is it? it? Why are we not taking this organization more seriously? We're talking about people's lives and livelihoods. Is it that FEMA is only as effective as the president? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, I mean, like I said, the president has a lot of power over FEMA. Why isn't he doing more? I'm sorry, but people's lives and livelihoods, American citizens... Okay, the people that I am, my first goal as president of the United States would be to, it's protect, protect my citizens, right? And, and, and make sure that when you have a, this is no fault of their own, okay? The people of Lahaina did not do this to themselves, okay? So in my opinion, the federal government should be 
able to, I mean, we're sending 20, what, just like a couple of weeks ago, 23 billion more to Ukraine. How come we're sending, you know, a total of to the Lahaina residents under $2 million in relief aid to them? What would FEMA do? Like, I did a little uh, Hurricane Sandy. I did some cleanup in um, Staten Island, and it was like flooding. So yeah. we brought water, blankets. Um, what else would FEMA do? There's mold. Everything was molding, so they had to clear out all the moldy stuff. Yeah. But like, what more? Is it just only so much that they can do? And then they're like, we were tapped out. Sorry for the false hope. Or is it that they're just not doing what they can do? Like, what could they do to help these people in Lahaina? Well, first off, they give false hope every single time. Every single time they get involved in anything, it's false hope. Okay, people see FEMA coming in. They're like, yay, FEMA. FEMA, FEMA, FEMA is, I, I mean, they're not underfunded. They have plenty of money. They have plenty of money. But so right now, so August 25th was the deadline for uh, housing. Okay, so if you were staying with a friend or if you were displaced by FEMA, okay, and you were uh, staying with a friend, or not displaced by FEMA, displaced by the fire, okay, in Lahaina. You had until August 25th to do something about it, okay? If you're staying with a friend or something and, you know, you didn't react by it, you have a lot on your plate. If everything you know, everything you have is, you know, being been incinerated, they're not helping you at this point. They're, they're not giving you anything. They're not giving you the $700. They're not paying for your hotel room. They're not doing anything. Uh, why? Why is it? We're the only people that are setting up food banks, giving people clothing, you know, collecting goods, water, all of that. It's all being done by the community and nonprofit organizations. Every single person from Lahaina that I spoke with said the same thing. The Red Cross is useless. FEMA is useless. They don't even try. Okay, they have to go to individual community organizations. That's, so that's always how it is. Yeah, you're, which you're, is sad. You're, what do we pay taxes for? Uh. Well, modern monetary theory suggests that to control for inflation, they need to take money out of the economy because as they just mass print it and use it for wars at their own discretion, right. then you'll really, that leads to inflation problems in the underlying economy. So they'll use taxes to pull that money back out. Yep. You, you said that they were going to give everybody $700 and then they pulled that back or did they actually give everybody $700? Well, so they gave some people $700. They were supposed to give people that were economically displaced as well. People that lost, you know, like I said, a lot of people there have two and three jobs because it's 80 to 90% tourism is the economy out there. Uh, those people that were economically displaced, that were fired, that were laid off, whatever, they didn't get anything at this point. So they are struggling to get by. And so some people, very few people, ended up getting that $700 that added up to under $2 million. $1.9 million is, is what they ended up paying out. The, uh, Hawaii, a lot of people want to go to Hawaii. Is mm -hmm. now a good time to go? Because Absolutely. Hear it is right now, is Maui is open. Lahaina is closed. So okay. go really go to go to awesome? Maui. you were just there like is it amazing I, well so to be honest with you i didn't do any I, I didn't see a beach i didn't do i didn't do any of that because you saw a lot of burned buildings I'm i saw assuming. i saw a lot of burned buildings. That, that, that's what i was doing but where i was staying was typically because it was the cheapest area in maui or on maui at this point was the tourist area because there is nobody there uh this where all these people work in these massive resorts and stuff i stayed in a i'm not going to say it because i'm going to go back there but a, a very small motel um, and you know, there, there is a beach. It was beachfront. I never stepped foot in the sand or anything, but there was nobody there. Nobody at the beach, nobody in the tourist area. These people need in order to recover. And any of them will tell you that at this point, they need tourism back. So the fact that the government is saying, don't come to Maui 
is ridiculous. Yeah, I'd like to see maybe a federal subsidization of tickets to Hawaii from the mainland uh, yeah. to get people to go fly there. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. So I, I will just say Tim paid more to get me here than I paid to go to Hawaii. <laughs> oh, so saying. it's cheap. So how much is it to get to Hawaii and back? Roughly uh, average. 750 round trip from Kentucky. Oh, man. From Which Kentucky. Crazy. From Kentucky. Wow. That is a long, that's 10 hours worth of flying. And you're saying that by going on your Hawaii vacation, you're actually helping the victims of this. Uh, you're doing you a public service by going on a vacation oh. to Hawaii. Yeah. Right? So so this is you're doing your civic duty by going on vacation exactly. to Hawaii. Exactly. So I I'm telling you guys, to come to Hawaii. Do, do it. I mean, that's, that, that's exactly what needs to happen right now because if FEMA is not helping them, uh, the state government's not helping them. The only people that can help them right now are people that are traveling out there. We and, should go do a show in Hawaii. Yeah. I'm totally down with that. That's hot. It's, it's not so easy to just pull off at the last minute. Go to disaster zones just and do a the show. Mics to and go. That's literally Spike what I do is last minute travel. So come on, guys. Dude, so many that. people would go there if we did it. Now's not the time no to set, set up a, a live show. In Hawaii it would just be like me and you in like a van, basically. Yeah, it'd be pretty rough. How do you get a van there? You rent one. Oh, oh, so no, I'm saying if you want to build a studio, you're, you're, yeah, it'd be like us with GoPros. It's not basically. hard to like, yeah, it's hard to take the studio. You can't really travel light. But sometimes, I mean, you know, we, a we, show we, with a couple of GoPros and a... Yeah, it's some, not hard to, to take like two cameras and hook them up to a live stream. That's yeah. that's not that difficult. And they have like individual podcasting boxes. So it mm -hmm. can be done off a laptop. I've tweeted about this, okay? You go out to Hawaii and you look at... They have these fields that are next to the airport. There are thousands of rental cars right now that are just parked in the field. A truck. I mean, pick. I, I rented a pickup truck out there for thirty-five dollars wow, a day, full-size wow. pickup truck. I mean, yeah, vans and everything. And because there's is nobody it, there. Is it because people in general fled the island because of the fires? So yeah, because that, that that's into the. There weren't. It's not like the entire island is on fire. Uh, Maui is a no, but, I'm saying, but island. a lot of people, just anyone on the island, were like, "We better get out of here. It's a disaster." Well, but that's because that's what the government told them to do. Right, right. Oh, yeah. so residents of the island yeah. that were not in Lahaina so, yes. have also. Have also bounced, yeah, like temporarily, the, or uh, yeah, because the, it, it, exactly that's what the federal and state governments are sent, telling them to do is get out. Maui's closed now, dude. So, a private Maui, visit to Maui right now is like yeah. the hottest thing on earth. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That'd be it so awesome. You, I'm just gonna give you an example. It takes you, it takes you at least two and a half hours to get from one side of Maui to the other. It's a big island. There's a big volcano on it too. Big vo yeah, I went yeah, I went to the top of it. It's beautiful. There's nobody cool. there. It's a national park. Nobody there. Like if you're ever going to go, now's the time. Now's the time. So when you go back, what are you going to focus on? Uh, so th the thing that I am the most worried about here in in, in Maui is or if say on Maui. It's on Maui. Um well, first of all, I'll just say the people there are very they love their home. They love their home. That that is one of the things that is one of the most polarizing issues out there right now is because you have these conspiracy theories talking about, oh yeah, well, they're trying to take our land. They absolutely are trying to take the land. Lahaina is one of the most beautiful towns that I've ever been in. And I travel across the world to cover stories. Lahaina is oceanfront. It's the water is, it's the clearest water I've ever seen. And all these developers have been trying to get this land for decades but a lot of these families have been there for generations so they are they're very apprehensive they don't want to sell it you can give them 10 million dollars and they don't care they might be working two or three jobs but they still don't want to sell their land uh and the the saddest part about it is now they're thinking because one of the first things the governor came out and said josh green uh he came out and said oh yeah well now the state's going to buy all the land up you know via imminent domain so right. they're going to force them. Wow. Private buyers. Yep.
And they're going to give them to, yeah, to developers. I want to jump to this story. This is from WNG.org. Washington jury convicts five pro-lifers. I find this story absolutely fascinating. They say the jury on Tuesday found the five activists guilty of violating the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. Authorities immediately took the pro-lifers into custody. They now await their sentencing and their lawyers are planning an appeal. The trial, which began with a jury selection on August 9th, centered on the participation in a 2020 sit-in at a facility in D.C., where they suspected an abortionist of performing illegal late-term abortions. Each of the activists faces the possibility of, a possibility of up to 11 years in prison, three years of supervised release, and as much as $350,000 in fines. We've, uh, we've talked about the uh, escalating conflict, culture war, cold, cold culture war, whatever you want to call it. And one of the examples that we often give is Colorado and I think Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they border each other. In one state, abortion is completely illegal. And in another state, it is completely unrestricted, which opens the door to some very serious troubles. If, say, some, a woman flees the state where it's overtly illegal in every, every respect into Colorado for the abortion, which is likely happening now as we speak. And then there is a challenge from another individual says, no, stop her. She, she can't do this. It's illegal. What happens? Does Oklahoma send police to stop the woman from aborting and killing the baby because they view it as murder or do they not view it as murder? What I find interesting with the story about these activists is that if you take the perspective that abortion is murder and that this doctor may have been performing late term abortions, you have a story of five individuals who took no direct physical action to stop an active murder from taking place, simply sat in front of a building where a murder was taking place and will now be going to prison for trying to stop that murder. Again, that's if you take that perspective that I got to say is very interesting to me because it says to me, I don't I don't actually think. Uh, conservatives think it's it's murder. And it was actually, there. I, I, I can't remember who was making the argument. It was actually a, a pro-life Christian conservative who said, clearly there is something different about it in that even pro-life activists do not behave similarly, overwhelmingly. There may be some individuals who would view it completely as the same, same thing. But for the most part, the political conservatives that say it is murder do not act like it is. So I'm wondering if, you know, for one, this is a crazy story and I'm interested in what you guys think, interested in what you guys think about it. I'm also interested in, in, in where we go from here considering this. I honestly think that, I, I think that the whole, I don't want to dogpile on people that are so pro-life that they think a one-day-old inceptive child is the same holistically as a 17-year-old boy. Um, so yeah, murder, destroying a, a fertilized egg at one day and killing a 17-year-old in cold blood are very, very different, and I feel like it's LARPing to act like it's a murder. Why is it different? Because it has no cognizant sentience as far as we know. So a person who's like in a coma, you can kill? No, that has nothing to do with it. I'm talking about a one-day-old inceptive egg sack, or whatever it is, and then an adult human. Um, They're just different, so I find like this obsession, and you see it here. Like, like explain it to us. I don't understand what you're trying to say. Well, it doesn't know English. It probably can't do math. I don't think it can even speak. It doesn't have. Okay, but those are even ears. I don't think it has auditory abilities. But I I don't think. Does a six-month-old have that ability? uh, I'd have to pull out the thing and look at it to examine to see what all (laughs) it's developed at that point at six months. But usually by 24 weeks, I think you've pretty much become a human. So you're taking the Vosh approach in that. Babies aren't actually alive until some point after they're already born. No, they're Wait, it's, it's living tissue, months, but not. It's, 
They're two not years. 24 weeks. You're saying during pregnancy and you're saying after birth. Just I'm sorry, say again. You're saying ap- after conception. 24 weeks, weeks after, after conception. conception. You guys are talking She's making sure we're not talking yeah. about a two-year-old. No, uh, six, six months, six months, uh, yeah. four yeah. months. I don't know, something like that. Well, But it, it, at some point, it starts to become human. And it's still living. I'd never say it's not alive, but whether or not it's a murder depends on whether or not it's a human being. Well, the law- It's alive, the but law it's not many, a murder? Yeah, correct. So intentionally killing a human life is not murder. No, it's not if, a human. I don't think it's a human until you know six six weeks or whatever. It's twenty four weeks. What is it? What months. is it? Uh, and a blast. What's it called? A, a zygote. A, a, Are you going to say lump of cells? Is that where we're going to go? All of the above. We're going to go I mean, the left wing talking. It's, it's already vague. Describing a human, though, all those terms to describe the stages of pregnancy are all describing what eventually be is a human. Well, I was going to say becomes a human, but. They're all ways to describe a human From being. From Ian's perspective. Do- dogs are zygotes too at some point. So right, zygote right, right, is like right. an undeveloped okay. animal. So like here, here's, here's I mean, I don't want to get into the argument over abortion. I'm more concerned with the political ramifications of these people being arrested and their perspective on it. But uh, I accept your uh, uh, perspective, Ian. I'm not sure I understand what you're trying to say. I, I don't think you've actually, you've, you've accurately articulated in a way that I or many people could understand. I, when people say that abortion is murder, I think yeah. it is kind of like a LARP. I, 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 like well, if, if people I, I, were in I that building getting killed in cold blood, those yes. people would not be arrested. I, well, and I agree. heroes. This, this is the point I actually made. These people believe that a murder, they, they claim a murder is taking place. So they sit down and hold hands. Mm. I, I don't think they actually believe that. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I do think that uh, babies are alive uh, in the womb and all that. I do think, you know, at one day of conception, there is a human life there that would be killed in an abortion. But there's clearly something different about it in that these Activists and almost every single activist, their position is, well, another murder happened today. Let's let's write it down. I'm yeah, like, that's if, not... when you see a video of a, a store clerk being robbed and the guy starts mercilessly beating the dude with the stick, these people are cheering and celebrating. Yeah, when it comes to this, they're like, let's sit down in front of the building. Now, now, I'm not stupid. I understand there is a political climate here. And these people are trying to do the nonviolent mm-hmm. civil disobedience, which is the appropriate way to protest what our society deems in many respects acceptable. Well, half does not. They're taking the nonviolent approach to a conflicted issue in this country, which is, in my opinion, nonviolence of disobedience is the correct way to address these things. But they're going to prison for it. If, if you can't sit down in front of a building and, and link arms, mm-hmm. were they trespassing? What do you do? Yeah, I was going to say, is this a state that has one of the, the barriers? Yes, the FACE Act. It's D.C. So they're saying that you they're they're within the violation. Like what? Were yes, th- they were in D.C. and D.C. has a law saying you can't block access to a clinic. Hmm. So are, are we are. Are we getting to the point, because we saw Jen Psaki, I don't know if you saw this the other day, you know, saying that, well, you know, the 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 whole thing about, you know, Democrats being a fan of late-term abortions is misleading. Are they starting to back away from this now? Because this, how we even got to the point where there are a lot of Democrats, there are a lot of people on the left that are okay with all the way up to the point of, you know, a week before birth, okay with terminating a pregnancy. So are we starting to back away from that I now? Think, I think a lot of people equate uh, supporting something with happiness. I think there's a lot of people that I've talked to that are pro-abortion. They're not happy about it. They support it. They want it to be legal, but they don't get joy out of it. I think that's a, the more normally, like normal approach when it comes to being uh, pro-choice. But I think it's still there. I, you know, I, don't, I don't see anything backing away from it. I think because Roe v. Wade is kind of in the rear view mirror right now. We've talked about it less as a country, but it's going to come back. It always we, we, does. Right now in this country, Roe v. Wade has been overturned. 
Some states have decided to outright ban abortion. Some states have decided to make it unrestricted, limitless. The Democrats, of course, lie endlessly. Like, like uh, I forgot who mentioned it. Jen Psaki says nobody wants this, but all of these states, you have to, you have, I should say all of you, but many of these states are, are enacting these laws. You may say, you know, oh, people have gotten arrested for, you know, nonviolence of disobedience in front of these clinics before. But we're now at a point where the conflict may be coming to a to a to a to greater tension with, like I mentioned, Colorado and Oklahoma bordering each other and one saying absolutely not one saying under under any circumstances. With stories like this, pro-lifers are being told there is no nonviolent civil disobedience path towards resisting what they view as murder. My fear is what happens after that, because the last thing we want is anything to escalate. But the government is going to put these people in prison for sitting down in front of a building. Mm -hmm. How long? Uh, up to 11 years, I think it is. For, uh, and then $350,000 fine, too. So Up to, yeah. you know, the courts may say, you know, a year or something. Yeah, they may get probation. On. But either way, we've got these people blocking highways. They get arrested for it. You've got these activists that do this nonviolent civil, civil disobedience all the time. You had far leftists storm one of the Senate buildings, storm the Capitol building previously for like Roe v. Wade stuff, banging on the Supreme Court doors. No problem. You get far leftists trying to burn down the White House, burning down a guard post in front of the White House, setting fire to St. John's Church. What did we get from that? Nothing. I, I'm like, this is getting scary. You know, that's there's, all I can say. There's got to be a way with abortion to have this conversation that is going to heal the system, because instead of being like screaming, no, yes, no, that doesn't work. Instead of being like murder, 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 when it's not legally a murder, don't scream that it, it is because it's on, not legally hold on, one. Hold on. There are some states where it is legally murder. Right now, well, what happens if you, well, uh, if you uh, so, so in a state where it's not a legal murder and so there's no point in screaming murder? That's not the way. Well, but also, so, so hold take on. an eight stop, month old baby in the stop, womb. Stop right there. Stop right there. This is the conflict I'm actually talking about. If you live in Oklahoma, it is codified that you are that it is illegal to perform an abortion. So the people in that state have stated by their own democratic processes, you cannot kill this baby. If you live in that state and there are many people who live in many states not have enacted these restrictions or, or total bans. They are saying it's murder and they have made it completely illegal. Other states have said the inverse. It is not murder and it is unrestricted. So you can't just say it's not a murder now because some states are saying it, it effectively is. That's an interesting what, way to what, look at killing, but you're right. But where does this conflict go then? If you have this is why I'm saying this is a federal uh, question. This is a question under the 14th Amendment. I guess it depends on your definition of a naturally born citizen, because if they're not born, then the 14th Amendment may not actually protect them. But the 14th Amendment actually says something to the effect of human rights not being denied. This is where it gets interesting. Yeah, because when you have an eight month old baby and you look at it in the eyes and it's looking at you, you know, it's a human just. But it's, I've had friends that were born premature, but they could have been aborted in certain states it's, legally. Right. And I'm like, but once you know like that, if you can know, maybe you would be less well, so likely to want to do it. The issue right now that I bring up is if Oklahoma says it's murder and it's illegal and Colorado says, nope, it's not. And you can kill the baby. This this something is broken in this country. You cannot have a nation where certain jurisdictions determine a someone a, a, that human DNA and matter is not worthy of life rights. And one state saying they are. This is a recipe for exactly what we saw back in 1861. Some states saying you do not have human rights, while other states you said you do have human rights. 
This is this is this is an impossibility. It, they cannot these, these two positions cannot coexist. So there are 30 states where it is considered double homicide if you kill a, a pregnant woman. 15 of those states abortion is is fully legal up to So it is murder. You know, Wow. Yeah, so, so it is I, I don't understand. How do you have that double standard? That, that's what I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, I've never understood that. No, is it? Are you saying a hundred percent sure it's considered a murder, or is it just an illegal killing of some sort, like a man? Homicide. Homicide, homicide means human homicide. killing human. Murder is a federal crime. Is homicide it? means human killing human. Yeah. If you are correct in that, if there's a woman who's pregnant and you, you know, you're drunk and you crash into them, they say you killed two people. There's two homicides. It's a double homicide. They are saying a human killed a human, and that unborn baby was a human. It could be looked at as like um, uh, as a manslaughter, you know, not necessarily a murder. Murder is a different. Murder is like a federal crime. Well, so even I don't if know it's if, murder, you're still. I mean, or, or even if it's manslaughter, I mean, you're still slaughtering a human. That's the that's the whole point of manslaughter. I, I agree. No, no. In, I'm I'm fairly certain in the states you're referring to, if a deranged serial killer takes a machete. And goes to a pregnant woman and butchers her, killing both the baby and the woman. It is a double murder. Yeah. Well, but even if, if you she just kills. shoot the woman, even if you just shoot the woman, I mean, it's like because it's yeah. If the baby know, dies, as a the result baby is going to die as a result. Yeah. yeah. But like, if the woman kills her own baby in a state where uh, it's illegal, is, is that considered a murder at this point? I don't know. That's the broken thing. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, like a woman... Nobody's talking about it. Well, so my point is just this. Activists performing not engaging in nonviolent civil disobedience face prison in D.C. Yeah, what is this FACE Act? It's you, it's 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 been around for a while. You can't block clinics, but that's I'm I'm telling you, like JFK said, those who make peaceful revolution impossible make violent revolution yeah, inevitable. But were they really be blocking the clinic, or were they just sitting there? Sitting there is blocking. Not really. Not if like, people can walk by you, or there's other entrances. Well, I don't know. Look, my point was that th th these two concepts cannot coexist in one nation. An, a government cannot say. To a state, you are allowed to determine who is worthy of human rights. Sorry, that's a constitutional question. Otherwise, Colorado can say, we hereby decree Republicans don't have First Amendment rights because we don't consider them, consider them human. Dude, when they're going to... And, and the 1964 Civil Rights Act excludes communists. So you can have a red state say, if you're a communist, you don't get constitutional rights? No, you can't do that. Yeah, we need some new a new human rights commission of some sort because you need to control and own your own copyright of your own visage, your own face and name and likeness because companies cannot take that from you. That is you. And we also need to recognize that these little babies are alive and they're probably human. And if we can probably. neural net these things when they're like at three months old and you put the neural net in the womb and you see all of a sudden they can learn language. They can communicate with you when they're at two months. We'll realize a lot ahead of time like that they're human. And they like it, Mozart. But I need the science to back it up. I can't just assume that a little zygote is a human. What else would it become? Yeah. Well, you, let's, never, let's, you never know. Gonna, we got to go to Super Chats. So if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that Ch like button? Chimera, by the way. So, uh, subscribe to this channel. Join us over at TimCast.com. Go to TimCast.com, click join us to become a member and check out the members only uncensored show, which will be coming up at just about 10 p.m. You don't want to miss it. And uh, let's read what you all have to say. All right. I'm not your buddy guy says, did you hear about the worm in a woman's brain? I did. Um, I glanced. I scrolled past a story, but did anybody know what that was about? No. Mm -mm. 
Some woman had like a crazy big worm in her brain or something like that. Oh my God. Well, you know, it happens, right? <laughs> Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, it will never happen. Yep, not happening. Yep. This is what really what really bothered me. I was talking about this earlier. The question of will they remove Donald Trump's name from the ballot unilaterally? Will a secretary of state in some state like Michigan just say Trump committed insurrection? His name's off the ballot. There doesn't need to be a lawsuit. They can just do it. They'll do it in October and then there will be a lawsuit. And then in December, the Supreme Court will say you can't. Too bad. Trump lost already. And everyone keeps saying it can't happen. Yet every single time we've brought up, uh oh, they're trying to do X. Someone goes, that can't happen. And then it does. We're at the point where not only did Trump get indicted, they've gone after his lawyers and media per- and now they're investigating media personalities. So it's like, first, that Trump will never get indicted. Trump won't again. Remember, remember, Trump won't get impeached. Oh, I loved yeah. that one. Trump won't. He got impeached twice. <laughs> then they said he wouldn't be indicted. Now they're indicting his lawyers. OK, yeah. Do not be surprised. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm saying it is. It, there's a strong probability and it is entirely possible they do it. For people to be like, nah, that can't happen. Oh, it absolutely can. It, this is the evil men. If if good men do nothing, if you just assume it can't happen, you're one of the good men doing nothing. Do not assume that. Be vigilant. Well, they all act like they, Trump can't possibly get elected again. He's unelectable or whatever. Why are they going That's to these great lengths to you know remove him from the ballot in these states? I mean, that is such a huge leap. To, uh, when is the last time this happened to a major candidate? Has it ever happened I don't before? Think so. Not that I know. So wh- why do they feel like they have to do this? Why are they setting new precedents? I mean, because uh, they have to ensure that he will not become the president again. They're terrified. Exactly. My guess is because he wouldn't play ball with Swiss, the Swiss banks, and they're afraid that he won't uh, oversee a smooth transition into a totalitarian world government where the United States is the lucky left arm. Like, no, he's like, no, we are the head, the brain, the force, the reckoning. Yep. All right, let's, we got one from Zana520 says, because this was brought up last night, and as one of them, bronies started as fans of a cartoon that wasn't just for girls and was created by an old Cartoon Network veteran. Things went downhill from there, but Gen 3 was unique. I have no idea what that means. I guess, are you implying that like the original show was more like... I don't know, Ed, Ed and Eddie or something or Powerpuff Girls or whatever, like they were car- there or SpongeBob, like j- jokes in there that adults understood or something. I don't know. I think My Little Ponies was always for girls, even if it was a cart- Cartoon Network production. Um, but if you like. Have you seen all the show? Have I, the I haven't. Then, uh, then there you go. I, I can't say I'm completely informed and I don't want the bronies to feel isolated from IRL. Yeah. But I sort of don't believe. Look, SpongeBob spawned a bunch of memes that adults use because often in these kids shows, humor is intended for adults because they want the adults to watch it with their kids. They don't want them to go insane based they, on watching Well, no, it they, want, they want adults to watch it. <laughs> and the kids will laugh at the funny shapes and the squirrel who's got too many acorns or whatever. And, you know, but yay, Patrick, we saved the city and the city's burning down. That's like a meme about like Democrats all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody calls them SpongeBobbies. Unless they do, I don't know. Maybe some people are. I guess no one's going around dressed up like SpongeBob, though. So, not as part of a culture or something. Yeah, it didn't spawn the subsect that uh, yeah. Sponge slash awkward costume. Tyler Bratton says breaking the Tennessee House and Senate have adjourned the special session without passing any gun control or red flag laws. Huge win. I mean, I guess with the government if, did if not it, screw us. Huge yeah, win. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess technically, you know, because there's 
doing as often. It's like we need government for emergencies on the nose, on the right away, but then we need them to back off and let us live our lives and run ourselves. How come this was never a problem before? I mean, my dad telling me that, oh, yeah, well, I mean, I used to have a gun in my pickup truck when I went to high school, you know, like things like that, you know, shotgun mounted to the back. Like this is never you never saw school shootings. What changed? That's what I want. Reagan shut down the mental institutions in the 80s. Well, I, look, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm a big Reagan super fan, so let's... Uh, All right. We got, I don't know uh, if that's the reason. <laughs> Guardsman Norheim says, do not send your garbage to my front door, please. Enough of you come up in the summer. Sincerely, Alaska resident. We're coming. <laughs> we're coming for your oil. <laughs> Fertilize your soil. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to take the oil from Alaska. Let's grab some more super chats. Stephen Wolf says, imposter President Joe Biden and Herbert the pervert from Family Guy are the same person. Pictures created from AI are absolutely crazy. <laughs> you guys know Herbert, right? Oh, yeah. You're oh, the geez. guy that talks like this. Oh, hey, Craig. Oh, you got, got hairy legs. So in my basement. Hairy yeah. That's yeah. I got hairy legs. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do we got? Glucose donor says, Tim, the concept of movie bias in criminal justice is called the NCIS effect, where people think investigations are solved in a day. I love that. That's funny. All of these <laughs> shows like NCIS and Law and Order, they solve the crime. Well, no, no, to be fair, Law and Order actually has the dates and it shows months in between. But to NCIS, yeah, it's like one day they mm -hmm. catch the murderer. It's just like, you got it, guys. Just every week they have a case and it's over. And, and they have like that 50 year old woman who dresses like she's in her 20s. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> The, yeah. She got the pigtails and she wears oh, a skirt. Oh, the, the, uh, she's like the forensic scientist. That yeah, but she's like, she's like 50. Is she really? Yeah, something like that's that. That's so funny. I don't know. You can look it up. I like but, when they enhance stuff that's like two pixels and they're just like enhance <laughs> and they zoom in and they got to 4K. <laughs> is it yeah. Abby Shuto? Is that her name? Shuto, I think. Sure. Is Abby Shuto? I don't know. Yeah. From NCIS? I don't know what her name she's is. She's like the goth girl. Yeah. Yeah. What do we got? YYK says, if Trump is removed from the ballot, could some states refuse to certify their election? Yes, because the legislations could refuse to certify their certify their elections for a lot of different reasons. Are they going to put them in jail? Uh, for, if what? Are they going to put them in jail? They refuse to certify the election. Are they going to put who in jail? No, I mean we're talking about you know look, look at look down in Georgia. You know you you even question oh, right. the legitimacy of the yeah, but this is different. We're talking about what Democrats are willing to do versus right. what Republicans are willing to do. So will they refuse to certify their their elections? If you get a state like Michigan and somehow Trump wins, then yeah, they'll, they won't do it. Hmm. But Republicans, they'll be like, oh, I guess you win again, Democrats. All right. Irrational says, first time Super Chat. I live near the Colorado Springs school. I ordered 100 little Gadsden stickers and plan to submit <laughs> them for donations to the kids. Force them to double down or agree with Governor Polis's tweet. Interesting. Agamemnon's gym bag says, Cassandra, I know you're out there. Would love to see Mark Judge on the show and know what he's been up to since the Kavanaugh dog and pony show. Uh, maybe Culture War is a better show for uh, hanging out with Mark Judge. And we've reached out to him before and we're hoping to to book him. But uh, I have no I, I don't know what's going on there. What's he what do? Vision is. Mark Judge. Yeah. Uh, well, he invented Beavs and Butthead. No, that's Mike. That's Mike Judge. <laughs> oh, Mark Judge. You're right. That is Mike Judge. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Oh. Oh, yeah. Mark Judge. I don't know that. We is. should get both of them. American author, journalist known for books about his suburban Washington, D.C. youth. This is Mark Judge. Oh, I saw I saw MK and Judge, and I just immediately thought Beavis and Butthead because we were trying to get Mike Judge on the show. And we should have Mike on. Yeah. Oh, but Mark Judge, for sure. Yeah. Well, all right. Whichever judge wants to come on. You can tell good. who I'm more interested in having on the show, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> yes. I wanted to see Mike Judge. I'm like, you oh, he's will. talking about that guy I like. I'm a big fan. I was watching all the newbies and buttheads. They're really good. Oh. 
Yeah. I don't know if I've seen any of them. There's two new seasons that are out. Yeah, it's great. wild. It'd be so cool to see him do the voices like at the IRL table. (laughs) Yeah, he said he knew a guy like Beavis in school growing up. Really? He just like laugh in in his desk. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's, uh, I love one of the new episodes they did. Beavis and Butthead are meditating. And the, you know, their hippie teacher is like, clear your mind so you can reach enlightenment. And then all of a sudden their souls just lift up to the, you know, to Shambhala or whatever, because their minds are empty already. It's great. I love being butted. All right. Where are we at? Anyway. Yeah, sure. Mark Judge too, for sure. What do we got? By the fire that says, Rachel does make me wonder what happens post Trump. Will folks go back to sleep and let the deep state just regroup, change tactics and carry on? Now, the people who are supporting Trump are not necessarily all conservatives they're anti-establishment and then there's the default like so the lockdowns worked because it got the um the normies who don't pay attention into the fray without a lockdown or force these people are going to go back to you know watching barstool or something like that no disrespect to barstool like people would prefer to watch they get way more views people would rather watch and uh, sports and talk about their their pastimes and their hobbies than the, the the affairs of the political class. But people like you watching this show, yeah, we're not going to vote for them. And so they know they need a way to force regular people into the fray. They can't keep doing it. It won't work. Karen Rees says, Karen Rees, I'm for law and order, so I'm 100% Trump. Look at the BS in Maryland with Senator Jill Carter, who is blaming law enforcement and prosecutors for misunderstanding the law regarding not being able to charge JUV, charge JUV. There's a funny story out of Chicago. The mayor is suing Kia. I think he's suing Kia, oh. saying that the, the, the robberies are the fault of the car manufacturers for not having anti-theft mm-hmm. instead of, you know, the city. Oh, yeah. She, her Seattle? outfit what? is the reason she got attacked it's in the alley. It's her, her outfit. Didn't Seattle do something similar? There, there's a couple major cities that are saying, like, Kia, this is your fault. You made your cars too easy to break I, into and steal. I, I kind of agree. We're not seeing this. This is like a TikTok trend to break into Kias yeah. and steal them. We're not seeing this from any other car manufacturer, and I want to know it's why. It's because they okay. have the same part. The, people figured out how to break into it, posted about it online, and now people do it all the time. Okay, but why is it their fault? Because, well, I, I'm just being honest with you. I mean, in Kentucky, I, I would have never heard about this unless it was happening in Chicago. Okay, people just, it, it just doesn't happen. Okay, so you, get your crime under control. Seattle is sued in January. I mean, it's happening well, in sure, major because cities. Seattle is a, is a liberal hellhole. I mean, it, it's the same thing. And They're soft on crime. Helen is completely right. It's that it became funny. It's that it became we don't care what the consequences are this is a tiktok trend and i'll do it i mean it's the same thing every once in a while these videos of people like licking ice cream and then putting the cap yeah. on and putting it back in the freezer go go viral and then for a while some grocery stores kind of chain their door shut or whatever there's you, it's a lack of moral standing do you guys know what ninja rocks are no. uh no. so none of this stuff about kia's matters because there's a thing called a ninja rock which i will not elaborate further because you know it's bad enough as soon as you talk about it, people can find out what it is. But you can effectively have this tiny little rock that you flick at a car window and the car window will shatter instantly. Oh, I know. With yeah. almost no force. Right. So uh, you may be familiar with those emergency tools. You just mm-hmm. basically oh, get out of your car. It's got a seatbelt seat slicer and yep. a window shatterer because if you're underwater, there's the pressure is keeping everything locked. You put this little thing up to the window and click a button and then it the window just it, right. it shatters. Cops use it to, right. you know. Yep, they walk up to the car and go, and then the yep. window just goes, Poof. so people figure out how to get them, and it doesn't matter if you're a key or otherwise, 
like there's there's videos you can watch where someone just walks up this little thing goes like that and then the window just goes boom sounds like we need to talk to elon about material science for 21st century windows didn't you see the video where he threw the can (laughs) what do you throw a cannonball or something it was a yeah it was a big steel ball he he lobbed it out the window of the the cyber truck it's supposed to be the cyber truck windows bulletproof and then he threw it it shattered yeah he was like well that one's supposed to happen He did it, it a few times. Somebody got fired. I don't know. Yeah. I think the issue they said was that it was propped up and it had some countervailing force against it or something, they, which um, doesn't isn't supposed to have. They hit it with a sledgehammer during like testing and they cracked where the window, ah, like the bottom of the window where it sat in the car door. Yeah. And so that all it took was the ball to finish ah. the job. Yeah. Let's grab some more super chats. Madrock says, in Colorado, my son was in kindergarten and did the finger gun pew pew and was nearly expelled. Mm -hmm. They have a zero tolerance policy, so a kid with the guns on his shirt would be sent home, suspended or expelled. Yeah, that happened at my elementary school. Kids got in trouble for, like, doing the finger gun thing. We were not allowed to play with guns as kids. My dad wanted us to, and my mom didn't, so it was like a no-gun policy at the house. We didn't have toy guns, none of those. We got super soakers, eventually, the (laughs) squirt guns, Mm -hmm. but never like the the plastic toy guns. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like I, I grew up not being a gun guy, which is, has a we lot all of had toy guns in, in a bunch of different ways. Super soakers were toy guns, cap guns, cap guns. Mm-hmm. They have those, they have those water ball guns and those jelly guns that shoot little balls of jelly or little balls of water. But mm-hmm. airsoft, I mean, airsoft, yeah. a big thing growing up. I mean, it, it's, paintball. it's nothing. It, yeah, paintball. Danny, paintball en- Danny engineer says, why do people keep saying Ian just started lifting? Everyone on Timcast IRL has been lifting with me for six years. You're a great gym buddy, Ian. Love y'all. You're welcome. Aha, uh-huh, I see. He's listening to us while he's in the gym. That's right. Mm. You're pumped. Dude, today I just went for it. I was like, why do I have to limit myself to one hour a day in the gym? There are dudes that do six. I can just I just stay in there all day. It's either that or I play video games or I just be in there moving. Yeah. And eating and then well, what building I, something. What I would what I would do on the treadmill is I'd play Hearthstone. And then Seriously, I'd play a, a few games and then I'd be like, oh man, it's like been an hour and 20 it's minutes so of me fun. walking on the treadmill. And your body like, knows what it needs next. Like you can tell yeah. what muscle wants it to get yeah. to like homeostasis. Mm-hmm. Waffle Sensei says, yes, it was Sun Tzu. That was the quote, evil men will burn down their country so they can rule over the ashes. Yeah, that sounds it's like, uh, yeah, you know. Magic GoPro says, I lived on Maui for four years. It's horribly corrupt and mismanaged. Remember the nuke alert? Oh. Also on 9-11, they found the terrorist passports intact. They did. That, yeah. is a, that is a true fact. They fell out of the airplane after it hit the tower and they landed on the ground perfectly for them to right. find. That's right. But very convenient. Now, everything else burned up. I, uh, <laughs> well, the fireball. plane it hit the Pentagon vaporized instantly. Yep. But not the passport. Maybe it was like in the very back in the cargo and it got blown out by the wind before the vaporization <laughs> happened. It's the most... That is the most ridiculous. I'm sorry. I don't want to go too deep on it. Dude, it is what a joke. Like, they found the guy. They're like, we found the villain's passport that we want to be the villain. Wait until the uncensored space. Trust we'll us. Yeah, let's- <laughs> I mean, like, did they find any other passports? Like, there's probably a lot of documents and a lot of paperwork that were strewn about when, when all this chaos was happening. Someone probably dropped the briefcase. I mean, but, come on. But the, the plane went like a- into the building and exploded in a fireball, yet Mohammed Atta's passport was on the ground. There's nothing else left from the plane. There's not even proof that there... Yeah, I mean, like, you, you don't see any other portion of the plane in the Pentagon. <laughs> Have you ever looked into how they make these passports? They're remarkable. They got to be... They got to be... Uh, Chain-linked steel. That's right. Yeah, yeah it's like chainmail. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's read some more. Let's read some more. Rolo says, do you think the p- police chief's credentials from the FBI Academy raise any alarm bells for you? It's on his LinkedIn, and the FBI Academy is invite-only via nomination. Is, is it really? You can't be in the FBI unless someone nominates you? 
You have to have a college degree. It's very important. Yeah, and you have to, there's like a big interview process to get into the FBI, right? Yeah. So I don't know if invite is the way to describe it, but. All right, Papa Romano says, can Nick elaborate on the black fences they have set up around the burn area and the unusual police presence protecting the burn area? Yeah, so the, so this is the thing, like I said, that they're arresting, literally arresting residents that go past the barricade. I, I made it about three and a half steps past before, you know, the National Guard ended up running up really quickly, the Hawaii National Guard, uh, to, you know, question me and they pulled me aside. Look, I got pulled aside by Maui police multiple times. I got pulled aside by uh, Secret Service. Uh, apparently I'm on a list now because I, my TSA pre-check no longer works. Uh, after Hawaii, so very convenient, uh, uh, and you know because I tried to cross into the zone, and this was, uh, y- you know, it- it's now even now, weeks later they are putting up this black fence around uh, Lahaina, and so so that you can't see there was a fence before. Now they're putting now they're putting the uh, black sheeting all the way around it, so you can't so see you in. can't even see in. Uh, and you, there's a no drone zone now, wow. uh, which I, my dr- I have an older drone, so I'm able to put it up in the end. And so I did it the other day, but so I, I was able to get video, but now I, I don't understand it. They're not helping when it comes to the entire thought that they're hiding something. They're not even attempting to dispel that narrative. So, wow. Well, let's grab some more. What do we got? Rooster and the Hen says, I'm with Ian. We should have bodied Helen Keller. Oh, <laughs> bodied. What? Yeah, he's basically saying that if you think babies, you know, aren't alive unless they have some kind of comprehension ability, then Helen Keller would be disqualified in mm. your view. I didn't say that we should be killing deaf uh, infants or <laughs> people that are in the womb that are deaf or blind. I didn't say that. Is an infant a human? Uh, yeah. An infant mm. is post-birth. Um, no, no, I'm saying that the human brain hasn't developed enough to have ears yet at one day. I like Helen Keller. So, so let's just read more supertests. <laughs> All right. Pony Up says, after 15 weeks, if stem cell researchers fail to abort the fetal cells they harvest from, they are bound by federal law to consider them a human being. Interesting. Well, there you go. Just leave me alone since I lived on Oahu in 96 and 97. I got my first tattoo in Lahaina. I was amazed by the banyan tree. This breaks my heart for the Hawaiian people. Murder. Wow. I wonder what the recovery recovery time is going to be like for the city. I mean, now we're getting the idea that it's not only years that we already expected, but also the government has to allow anything to happen. It sounds and that's like- the thing. Government has to allow. It depends on what you mean by recover at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, what, I mean, because they, like I said, they're going to try to take the land by eminent domain. The governor's already said that. So I I don't know. I mean, what's recovery? Selling it to a developer? Having resorts built on it? So- Matthew Garmenter says, Tim, you overstate the militancy of the pro-life movement. A more likely inflection point for interstate, interstate conflict is parental rights LGBT issues. Intrastate or interstate? I think interstate conflict is what we're talking about. You know, like Florida fighting among Floridians fighting Floridians doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. But uh, I don't overstate the militancy of the pro-life movement. In fact, I am quite literally understating it. I'm saying they don't actually do anything. Like they literally think there's a murder, but they'll go and sit down and just hold hands. That's my point. All right. 
Leon says, did you see the Pope side with the woke churches today? Oof. No. I went, I went to, uh, uh, I went to the eye doctor today. Had to get a contact lens prescription. You got to do it every couple of years, right? Did they puff your eye? With they that? did. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, nice. they blast it. So my prescription has not changed in two years and my eyes are healthy and we're all great. And the reason I bring it up is that when I was sitting in the office waiting to pay, they had a DEI poster on the wall and it was the weirdest thing that this eye doctor insisted on informing me of their sexual preference. That <laughs> was like, like a big picture talking about like what they were into. It was like, I, I was just really confused by it. This poster was like diversity, equity, inclusion, and what it means. And it was like diversity is when you, 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 you try to figure out if everyone is welcome at the party. Inclusivity is making sure they can get into the party. And, you know, like equity is making sure everyone's dancing. And then above it, it was like gay, lesbian, bisexual things like on a flower. And I'm just like, I'm just not convinced it's relevant to my eye doctor appointment, whether or not you, sir, enjoy the presence right. of men or women. Yeah, I just don't understand how why does this change my contact prescription? <laughs> when does if it? I say I don't agree, are you going to make me wear glasses? Like, is there like a like a like a person goes in there and says, hi, I'd like to get an eye exam and purchase some contact lenses, but I'm concerned you don't sleep with men. Doctor, do you? Because if you do, I'll feel more comfortable here. I don't understand what the point of that do is. Do you ever get worried when you go to places like this that you're going to be like, sabotaged? Or whatever that you know you're, you're well, trying depends. to go to like you know because like say if I go to a psychiatrist right because I have ADD really badly right but w I'm almost afraid to tell them you know what I do it, for it a depends. living in that you know I think the the uh, eye doctor is a corporate eye doctor it was a chain mm. I don't think they know or care as to why that was put on the wall by corporate okay I am not going I ended up not buying contacts from them though I, after I left I was like you know what I'm just going to order from somewhere else and, and do a different company because I don't want to give my money to them I like ZeniMax I haven't looked into who owns them though yeah but um, if it's like a small business and they have communist iconography I, I won't give them my money sure. there's a coffee shop out here and they had a big sign saying masks required and I'm like Starbucks is across the street mm -hmm. and so I went to Starbucks Starbucks said no masks required, mask required. And I was like, okay, well, I guess Starbucks gets my money then. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. There you go. If you want to make money, don't play that stupid game. All right. We'll, uh, we'll just grab another one here before we head over to the members only. What do we got? Vosh1985 says, this was the plot to an X-Files episode. Which one? The wildfires or something? I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, if you haven't already, my friends, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show if you really do like it. And join us at TimCast.com. Head over to TimCast.com. Click join us. Become a member. The members only show will begin in just a few minutes. We can, uh, we'd love to, to have you there. We're going to talk about things that are not so family friendly. And then you will call in. We'll take your calls. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Nick, do you want to shout anything out? Sure. Yeah. Shout out my, uh, my X account. That's where I post pretty much everything because I probably get banned on any other platform. Uh, I'm, it's x.com slash Nick Sorter, N-I-C-K-S-O-R-T-O-R. -O -O and you'll see more from Hawaii here uh, next week. Nice. So, yeah. I'm interested to see what, what you uncover. Uh, we're not letting this story die. We're not going to do it. And I'm going to try to convince Tim that, to do a live show out there with us. So I'll set it up. I Let's think, do it, Tim. Come on. I think he's on board. <laughs> uh, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. You should uh, follow TimCast.com. Dot, Tim Cast News on Twitter and Instagram. It's the best. You can see work from me, Chris Bertman, Adrian Norman, Cassandra Fairbanks McDonald's, just everyone who's great. Uh, you should, if you want to follow me personally, you can follow, find me on Instagram at hannahclare.b and on Twitter at hcbrimlow. Thank you so much. Thank you, Hannah Claire.
Uh, I'm Ian Crossland. Follow me on the internet. Get ripped. Get healthy. Stay healthy. Keep doing it. It's nonstop. It is your life. Dude, thank you, Nick, for going to Hawaii, man. Thanks for putting this on the map. And East Palestine, too. Thanks for going there. Yes, sir. We're going to continue doing that because, you know, mainstream media ain't going to do it. So well, we're the mainstream we're, now. We're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it. This is the evolution of media. Thanks. Um, you guys can follow me at Kellen PDL on X. I always see your posts. I always see your work, Nick. It's great to finally meet you. Thanks, and sir. we need more Thank people you. doing what you're doing. And yeah, go visit Maui. Take a vacation. Take some time off. Don't be so blackpilled. Give them your money. All right, everybody. We will see you all over at TimCast.com in a couple minutes. Thanks for hanging out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.